Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in, one and all. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And, uh, Trader, I'm struggling <clears throat> with the voice today. I'm not exactly sure why, to be honest with you. Allergies. It could be allergies. So we're going we're gonna to go as far as we can, and I'm going to let Bubba Joe do all the talking today. <laughs> Ooh, look out. Look out, everybody. As a matter of fact, Bubba Joe might even deliver your stupid news. You want me to send it to you? You want me to send it to you right now? And you, and you, oh, you know what? Let's play a game. <laughs> Let's. I just had a great idea for a way that we can so waste burn. 10 minutes. Huh? I, had, I don't think so, Vern. I, I had a great idea <laughs> for a way for us to waste 10 minutes. I'm going to I'm gonna send you a stupid news article, Bubba Joe, and, and you could read it. <laughs> I do have the capability to read you read this article, and then I can read another one. And then if you want another one, I'll read another one. You know, we'll, we'll just take turns. You want to take turns? Oh, my God. This is going to be epic. This is actually going to make me feel better. Um, who is here to witness history in a Talking Trek first ever showdown for the title spot of Stupid News Anchor, Desk uh, Anchor Man, Bubba Joe versus DJs in delivering your stupid news today. We're going to do that. Uh, Talking Trek server sound off is live on the stage right now. So you guys get to witness history here. Uh, we're going to see how it goes. Gherkin kicks us off on European 184. Thank you, Veritas on 43. Maximum Hunter Dude on 28. Zandies on server 12. Captain Q on 57. Monty Croc on server 8. Thorn on 15. That darn Texan. Server 31. Uh, 31. Dakix on some European server somewhere. Dr. Juby on 60. Tappy Moza on 20, Silverhawk on 49, Vespa Man on European 146, Shadow Sheep on 133, uh, Robotsky on server 75, thank you. Robin likes Harleys on European 146, Big Smiley on server 63, Piano Man on server 11, Scaly back from the Outback on 193, Doug on 47, Griffin on server 15, Paul on European 179, Clapping a Kirk on server 9, DeHaggis on 16, and uh, Adam on European 159, IJ on 15, and Dominus Prime on 52, and so many more. 198 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off. Thank you guys so very, very much. 328 live feline bodies uh, populate our litter box at this time, Trader. And lucky for you guys, I just had the litter changed. It's very fresh. It smells lovely like a spring breeze. <laughs> So uh, please be sure to bury your doo-doo when you're done, and it will continue to smell like a spring breeze. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome into the show. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. I'd like to welcome in my panel of guests here tonight. Steven Zarin, uh, broadcasting live from New Zealand, where it is lunchtime. What are you doing over there? Are you? Have you gotten over your obsession? It's, what? It's 11 a.m., yeah, so, yeah, lunchtime, close enough. Yeah. Have you gotten over your avocado obsession? Like, you've been back for a week or two now. Are you still hanging on to, like, avocado everything? Because, guys, when we were in Los Angeles, Stevens Aaron went on an avocado rampage. Like, avocado what? on – you, dude, that milkshake was the most disgusting thing I've oh, ever – Oh, that one. Ugh. The avocado milkshake is really good. It doesn't have avocado in everything. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, cheese was disgusting. But he, avocado shake, he had an avocado milkshake in it, and it was yeah. it was gross. It was gross. It that I mean was delicious. No, no, it was. Sounds nasty. <laughs> it was it was disgusting. Okay, I so, liked it. You, you did. You Ripper yeah. liked it, but you know. Oh, Ripper liked well, it. Well, Ripper also liked the string cheese, so you know, no, no. accounting for taste. He did. He also he <laughs> also liked cheese. He also liked string cheese like, is good. Yeah, canned cheese. Canned cheese. Canned cheese. He liked oh, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, and 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 he liked Coors Light. There was there's also video evidence of that. He liked. Uh, there's there's he evidence drank on to a the tire. contrary. You drank the whole thing. You didn't like sip I on it and put it away. You 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 drank it all. You chugged it. Like I mean, you downed it, all of it. <laughs> yeah, because you told him to. <laughs> What's not seen on camera doesn't need to be known about. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so there's that. Stevens, Aaron, uh, welcome into the show. Appreciate you. Uh, obviously, Ripper, who is now back in uh, in his home uh, of Germany. Ripper, uh, the three week vacation is uh, is pretty much now over. How are you What's doing? Are you weeks? adjusting? Yeah, almost a month, right? How are you adjusting? You good? You you back? You back to normal? Sleep schedule all good? <laughs> First of all, what's a sleep schedule? Obviously, um, a silly question. Never had one of those. Yeah. Well. The first day was absolute horrendous. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, gosh. A month in a time zone that is, is completely rubbish. opposite. Yeah, a month in a time zone is literally nine hours off. It's completely opposite, Bubba Joe. Polar opposites. Nine hours. Yeah, but I've, been, I've not been living on German time zone anyway, so. That's true. That's true. So we're glad to hear that you're home safe. Uh, folks, it took 36 hours for him to get back home. That's dedication, man. That is dedication. Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for our cute little German boy, Ripper. Absolute dedication to the content that he created for you guys. 36 hours it took him to get back home. Also, joining us on our stage are resident whales from Server 24. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bubba Joe is here. Yo, 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 yo. And Scopely is even taking a step today, Bubba Joe, in giving you a taste of all of it. We're going to talk a little bit about the changes to the Artifact Gallery uh, coming up here in just a little bit. Let me just say, all right, before anybody starts ripping into it or, or telling me that I'm not being political and, and all this stuff, let me just say, I, I, I don't have a filter, Bubba Joe. Um, that being said, if something is stupid, I will blatantly and offensively refer to it as such. However... I am okay with the changes that they made today. As a matter of fact, they're, they're a little bit better than I had even expected. Uh, we'll explain what it actually means for players and what the side effects are, because there are one or two side effects, Bubba Joe, but overall, I actually think that it's a net positive. We'll talk about the changes to the Artifact Gallery coming up in a moment. Also, finally joining us uh, from Server 20, Resident She-Whale, Level 60, Trader is here. Yo, Trader! She wants G6. Fly like a G6. Welcome in, Trader. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Trader told me over the weekend that she finally beat the game, Bubba Joe. Yeah, <laughs> she beat the game, so there's nothing left for her to do. She, she's actually now As just... As in she kicked the addiction? <laughs> yeah, she's sitting and waiting for, uh, for G6 to launch. 
Uh, and well, SDSC, yes, that's SDSC exactly game what I'm beats you. Yeah, uh, yeah, beats you into to submission and a deep state of depression is what it does. Uh, also, we do have a couple of VIP special guests. You guys did see them on the stage a little bit ago. Yes, from Server Eight and Server Forty Four, Blue Mandalorian and Jules Verne uh, are with us here today, and we're very very pleased to have them because what they're going to be doing here for us uh, in a little bit, Bubba Joe, is uh, kind of following up on this artifact gallery conversation because now with the new changes today it makes it even more important for players to be able to have the information necessary to chase the artifacts they want and blue mandalorian and jules verne are hot on the heels of scopely's uh database design and uh, we actually have a lot of good data to present to you it's not complete but we're gonna let them uh walk you through what they have found here so far so bubba joe welcome since when what? since when have we ever let incomplete data get in our <laughs> never speaking of things that are wildly incomplete ladies and gentlemen live from all across the world it's time for talking track stupid news stupid news time for your news let's go <laughs> Trader Emma Roberts is in the news. Emma Roberts is set to play a disgraced dating show contestant in a new comedy movie called Hot Mess. Uh, I'm a little bit confused by the casting decision here, to be honest with you, Trader. If Hollywood wanted someone to play a disgraced TV personality, they could just hire Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Uh, that's good. Uh, Pickleball is coming to your local mall, everybody. Pickleball is going to be moving in and replacing shuttered Bed Bath & Beyond, Old Navy, and Saxoff Fifth stores all across the country. According to Sports and Fitness Industry Association, the number of people playing pickleball grew by 159% over the last three years to 9 million registered pickleball players in the year 2022. Pickleball is so popular because uh, I'm guessing uh, it's like playing tennis, but you don't need to have any talent. So there's that. Bubba Joe has a news article for you here today. Bubba Joe, do you? Sure. Do you yes. I got it. I got it. You ready? <laughs> yes. A British woman has been left absolutely stunned. Stunned after she spotted a ghostly white figure floating around while on a beach, uh, while on a visit to the beach. Mm -hmm. But after examination of the evidence, researchers were relaxed to find not a paranormal ghost, but rather just your ultimate DJ walking <laughs> on the beach. That's not what I sent you! Bubba, that Bubba Joe, that's not what I sent what you! I read. <laughs> that's not what I said! I actually gave him, I gave him the news article that I wrote about him. All right, researchers relax not to find paranormal activity, but rather just Bubba Joe meandering around the beach. Ghastly white figure. <laughs> Get it? You should, you should know better than to, uh, <laughs> to give me something to read then. Bubba Joe going off script, I know. Uh, yeah. All right, listen, I have been chastised, Trader, for going as long as I have without a good solid airline joke. So here you go. United Airlines pilots are picketing at airports across the nation this past week. Spirit pilots have announced that they would like to join, but they're afraid. They don't really want to complain because it's the only airline that allows them to fly intoxicated. Uh, <laughs> United... <laughs> United pilots are reportedly demanding higher pay and a better work-life balance in negotiations with management over a new contract. No word on when negotiations will be settled, but knowing United, it's going to be delayed. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, man, that's good. Social media users have been left in hysterics over a viral video that showed a wild fox taking a dump in someone's pint of lager at a pub. Have you guys seen this video? This is real. A fox walked up to a pub, found somebody's beer, and pooped in it. The owner of the pub drew inspiration from the act, creating a new drink and categorizing it as <laughs> an amber ale. <laughs> Sorry, DJ. Oh. I only watch videos that are making fun of Scopus. That was so good. Oh, Deadline reports that Mel Gibson will direct Flight Risk, a new movie uh, starring Mark Wahlberg attached to playing the lead role in an action flick. The movie will involve a scary situation involving a plane, so some are speculating that Wahlberg will be flying spirit. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's see what else we got. I need two airline jokes. Probably should have stuck with the first one. Uh, Tom Brady is in the news and reportedly in deep discussions with Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis, Bubba Joe, to buy into the franchise and become a limited partner. Being a part of the Raiders will be new for Tom Brady because he's not used to copious amounts of losing. <laughs> Where's the drum? Thank you. I know. Two spirit jokes and one new. Sloppy, Dr. Juby. Very sloppy. Um, finally, in your last little bit of stupid news today, it's your last one, Bubba Joe, in other sporting news, the Phoenix Suns uh, fired head coach Monty Williams after four seasons. Some thought it was a joke, but per usual, the only joke is the entire Suns franchise. Ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news. Thank you. Pretty good today, uh, except for the second spirit joke. I probably should have left it at one spirit joke, Trader. I think, yeah, I, I probably forgot I wrote the first one and then and then put the second one in and then forgot about it. It was probably irresponsible. How could that possibly happen? Because oh, I don't pay attention to details. Speaking of Scopely, let's uh, talk about our game. Uh, welcome, <laughs> welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast for at least one more day. And uh, I would like to welcome you guys to our stage. Uh, Bubba Joe, as our show announcement talked about, we've got a few things to talk about. Now, you are very, very into talking about this Armada event. I'd like to push that just a little bit and talk about this big change that came with the Artifact uh, Gallery today and, and the way that they're kind of really changing everything. So let's go back to yesterday, if we can, and talk about the fact that they actually launched um, a, a patch on the backside that did shorten the timers to 10 minutes, okay? You can call that a win. You can call that a loss if you'd like. I, I don't really it, – it, I'm indifferent on it because I still think 10 minutes is too long. On the other hand, players like Stevens Aaron uh, have said, you know, listen, it's like hurting, uh, hurt, hurting cats, and, and 15 minutes was barely enough. Now, I don't know that I particularly agree with that. I find that to be a lot of wasted time, okay? Um, Bubba, you and I talked about it, and, and you were of a slightly different mindset. You were basically in the camp that I can see here in the chat right now that, that Hammer yep. is in, uh, which is give me a start now button or I don't care, right? That was kind of your reaction to this whole thing. Yep, that is true. Tell me a little bit more about why a shorter timer – doesn't appeal to you because it is time saved, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this is time saved. I'm fine with with the time saved. I still think it's not enough. I feel like I feel like once players get really, really used to this, 
then they will be able to probably organize this before they even punch the button. I mean, you really should. Like, when, when I go to start one, Bubba, um, I'm going into the chat and saying, hey, listen, does anybody have a start so that we can do all three of these? Do I've got a start. Do we have two more starts? Like, you're starting to organize before you hit the button. I mean, Correct. I guess you should be anyway. You start, to, you start to organize it before you hit the button. So 10 minutes is still a long time, given that it's a two-minute warp, maybe three, maybe four for some players, admittedly. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, me personally, when... Sometimes I'm bored and just hit the button. Well, you could, you could risk I've it that, that way. Yeah, you could risk <laughs> um, it that way. So my perspective is that there's not a single timer that was going to make everyone happy, right? If you have players... Remember, this goes all the way down to 26. Mm -hmm. And if you remember back to 26, going to like warp 40 space took a while. Yeah. Like it wasn't instantaneous like it is for us now. Well, not only only that. 40s and 50s. That's fair. So this space is not the same distance in in the way that the game calculates it. It's a very short trip. I mean, do do we have a level 26 in the chat? that could tell us how long it actually takes to get to the entry of the Delta Quadrant? Because I bet it's not more than a couple, two and a half, three minutes. No, level 26s are too busy having no idea what a Formata is. But. <laughs> level 26s can play, Blue. They can play. But at, at the same time, though, because uh, I, I have the alt account at a lower level, I, it is uh, interesting how quickly you can forget like once your warp speed or impulse speed gets a little bit more, you're getting everywhere faster and you get used to it. It's it's can be pretty shocking when you're just thrown back at a lower ops and like it's a lot slower. You're just kind of like I completely forgot. Like you just kind of the you know the human brain just keeps trying to like it, it's very easy to get used to nice things. So it's <laughs> it's very easy to forget how slow things were. That's why I'm asking. Ops. Maybe maybe I'm completely barking up the wrong tree here. Uh, is it? You know, four minutes. Is it twelve minutes? All right. So I've the the numbers I've seen thrown around for the lower ops players is in north of seven or eight minutes. Wow. No, really? Goodness. Okay. Well, then again, blue, it depends right on where on. you're at, right? It depends on where you're at. If you're in territory, maybe it's a little bit faster. If you're in, you know, level eight system, it might be. But again, people are coming from all over the place, right? And they shouldn't have to relocate just to do this event. They should be able to go from wherever they're at. Right, assuming it's in warp range, and so I think that not everyone is coming from the same position, and so I think, especially, uh, especially the lower ops players, but I think even people, you know, you may have someone coming in from deep space, right? You might have an ops forty something that's coming in from deep space that has a six minute warp time just to get back to normal space, and then they have a two minute warp time to get there. I don't think that there is a given time that makes sense for every player, and that was my. That was my position and is my position is that when you have something like this, especially when you're adding a level of complexity on top of what normal armadas are, the only thing that makes sense is start it now. And a start it now, I believe, in very few instances is going to lead to everyone warps in, everyone starts, and we finish it, and there's no time to attack, right? That's just not the way it's going to work. Someone's going to get there first. They're going to start it. People are going to, you know, people are going to start to, you know, migrate there. It's just very, very unlikely that everybody for 12 ships are going to warp in at exactly the same time and launch and start, launch and finish, right? And so the people are like, oh, it takes away from PvP. 
not really. You're still going to have a bunch of ships there that are going to be able to be hit for some amount of time. And so I don't really buy that PvP thing. Is it as long as 15 minutes? No, probably not. If you give us a start now, probably most Armadas will not wait 15 minutes. They cut five minutes off and didn't really bat an eye at it. And so that tells me that it's not about that. It's something else that's stopping them from wanting to put a start now. Maybe it's tech. Maybe it's someone is stuck in the mud. But to me, there isn't a single duration that works for all ops levels 26 to 60. And because of that, it's either a start it now or just leave as it was. So they want them to be sabotageable. Well, but that's what I'm saying is they can still be sabotageable. The, the, the odds of people organizing 12 ships to warp in at the exact same time, launch and start within seconds, and then warp away is infinitesimal. So I can see that point, but I can also see players doing this in, quote-unquote, the right way. So let me just, for the sake of argument, let me present you with a scenario, okay? Um, we're at war. Okay, we got to do an armada. Now, I could start that armada from outside the system. In your scenario, Bubba Joe, there would still be time because that timer pops up, the pin drops up, people can see it, okay? Um, And if somebody was was cruising around space and hunting for our ships, then they would see that pin and say, okay, somebody's coming. So I'm going to camp out here or I'm going to cloak and and just people who come in, I'm going to be ready to kill them. Now, That's certainly possible. Don't disagree. But what if, just from a strategy perspective, what would happen to to that style of PvP if you're a player who enjoys that, and I'm speaking that way, if you're a player who enjoys that, what would happen to that player, Bubba Joe, if your team decided to organize a little bit? So you're hunting. You're out. You're looking around. You see these armadas. You see no pins. So you move on to the next system. Meanwhile, example, Team A, they got 12 players. They're like, listen, we don't want to congregate in any one place. So you four warp to this neighbor system, and you three warp to this neighbor system, and you two, three, four, whatever, warp here. All right. Then in AC, ready? One, two, three, go. We're all going to converge on that system. We're all going to pop in within 15 seconds, 10 seconds of each other. All right. We're all going to land on that pin while I'm impulsing to it. I'm going to start it, meaning that that pin is only going to be on display for a maximum of 20 to 30 seconds. Is that enough time? Is that enough time for the players who do enjoy that particular style of gameplay? I don't know, Bubba. I do find that mechanic to be all but eliminated by a start it now button. I mean, if, if players, can do, if that players play you can do that now. No. Yes, I mean, you well, can. showing up that way. But, yes. but, but, the enemy alliance still knows you're coming. That's yeah. the difference. It gives them more time to find you, and they know you're coming. Now, granted, you can cloak. Absolutely, you can cloak. That's not, that's not in dispute. You could still cloak then. You could still cloak now. That's all fine. But there are players who don't have the cloaks. I don't have a cloak on my best ship. All right. And and all I'm saying is the window of opportunity from that pin going down to when the battle actually takes place. That is the hunter's opportunity. Reducing that from 15 minutes to 20 to 30 seconds, I think, really does eliminate that mechanic. 
respect. But again, it's not so you have the ability to do exactly what you described without a start it now button today. So except, why does the start it now button change? Except it? no, th- th- for me flying in, maybe Bubba Joe. But I am giving my enemies 15 minutes to stumble upon my pin and be waiting for me. Well, if, again, I if, know there is a scenario. There is a scenario where, again, everyone, all 12 ships coming at one time, you all three pins are dropped. Everyone gets in the circle in a matter of seconds, and you immediately start and do that. You're right. That scenario exists. Can you imagine the coordination required to do something like that? Do I mean, you actually think something like that is going to work with the level of coordination that is in this game? I believe that players will accomplish what it is players want to accomplish. They're already I, I agree. They're already adapting to to and formatas and the twelve if players. Team. If players are going to be that well organized and that well focused on that, you know what they're going to do? They're going to treat that timer as a nobody shows up until the last fifteen seconds and gets in the circle, and we've got this down, Again, and everyone and is cloaked, not and you have Bubba. no chance to hit us. That's so I, wrong. So, That's wrong. Okay, and, and, and I, I, I hear what you're saying, but you're, you're missing the point that I'm making. The enemy alliance has now had the time, 15 minutes, to find that armada and be waiting in hide, right? They're cloaked. They're in my circle, and I can't even see them. So that even in that last 15 seconds, Bubba, when I warp in, they are waiting to pick us off like fish in a barrel. That is a real mechanic. And if you eliminate that, that and time. they still know, they st- if they're waiting there, they still have the ability from the second you cross that circle to attack you. What are the odds that you find a specific armada in 20 seconds as compared to 15 minutes if you're hunting? Okay, again, the, if you want me to concede the point that the scenario exists that you can launch and complete an armada in 20 seconds, even if I concede that that scenario exists. Even if it was one minute. Even if it was two minutes, Bubba. My point is the window of opportunity for the hunter is vastly diminished. Okay. It changes the game. I've already given my solution for this. I mean, I have Blue. opinions on this. My terrible, terrible solution. Blue just wants to I sell have, it. I uh, have very, very big opinions on this. All right, Rip, what do you got, buddy? I mean, really, it really comes down to that this game tries to be something that it probably shouldn't be, which is like an open-world MMO with essentially unlimited PvP, which it probably shouldn't be. It probably should have actual dungeons, actually dedicated gameplay for PvP, and the rest just being an open world that's essentially just PvE. Um, is probably for this particular thing the right way to go. But this game is not designed that way. So now we are in situations where they are trying things and they don't actually know how or what they are doing because it's an, it's it's like it's kind of a nothing thing it's neither one full thing or like another thing i think one of the cms way back in the past called modest dungeons or whatever they're not no they're not that's not how it works 
and I mean, it's a CM. They don't have any idea about game design, but eh, whatever. Um, Anything else? <laughs> Got quiet there for a second. Did you fall asleep? Rep our no, no. I, okay. think, <laughs> I think that broadly covers the things. We could go into more details on, on specifics, but I think that broadly gives my point of view on these things. Sure. And um, and let me address a couple of things in the chat because they're fair points. Uh, for example, somebody saying, well, you're talking about you know an ROE and Scopely doesn't recognize or respect ROE. I'm actually not. Okay, I don't think I'm talking about a way that a player wants to play. And even if they're in the minority, which most PVPers are in the minority. I mean, I've, I've learned that over the last four years. All right. Most PVPers are in the minority, yet it still is a necessary piece of this game if you're to retain those players. Um, I, I, for example, am actually looking at it from the opposite perspective okay i'm not looking at it from uh like omega says as an alliance at war a shorter time would be better you're looking at it from actually getting the armada off see i'm looking at it from the opposite perspective i want to go hunt from you know it in my position versus yours i'm not saying that that is what i want to do i'm just saying that there are players that do do that and and I don't know that I don't know that removing that entire mechanic is a wise decision. The thing is, fundamentally, generally, you want PvP to be a players competing against each other, because otherwise, that's just essentially just a mild form of griefing. Um, because what do you gain from actually, you know? anything else well i don't necessarily disagree ripper that's why i've been such a huge proponent of fundamentally if you think about a good game design no reason to have armadas or like actually any pve really be Mm -hmm. in any way shape or form connected to pvp but eh. at least and and this is this is also very specific to this type of game because at the end of the day this is a mobile game Right. Mm-hmm. Which you have to make concessions for. You have to make it less. I don't disagree with that. Less of a less of a you have to play this. Which I know they want this because that drives engagement numbers, but people engage in good games. I I acknowledge that. All right, I do. And and I acknowledge the chat that feels like this is a wasted conversation. I can tell you the people who who might feel the other way around it, appreciate the conversation, all right? We're not, we're not about picking sides here. We're going to represent everything. Me, personally, I'm fine. Personally, I'm fine with the Start Now button. Why, Bubba Joe? Why would I be fine with it? I've said it to Trader a million times. For me, community, you've probably heard me say it too, time is what? Time, time. Everything. Time Relative? Is, time is money to me. Okay, I don't want to waste time. That's why I love solos. I here's the thing love I, solos. Here's the thing I love about the idea of a start it now button is it rewards alliances that are organized. It rewards engagement positively, right? Not not the disruption part, but it rewards alliances that have the ability to get their act together and can do things a little bit more efficiently than alliances that are kind of just there. Right, they're not really talking to each other. They're not organized well. 
that is something that should be encouraged in this and every game, mm -hmm. right? If you as a group can come together and be a well-organized alliance and you can get that armada organized and started in two or three minutes instead of 15 minutes, why can't you get that apple, right? You want the PvP element? Fine, I get it. But there can still be that aspect. That PvP element, you know, you can work around that, right? You can create a scenario. You want you want that PvL PvP element to come back? This is going to upset a lot of players. Don't let people cloak. Hi. You know, I don't wildly disagree with you. I think cloaking does remove the ability. Do you guys remember? If, do you guys remember that's, in the old PvP systems where people would chase each other, trader, and people would bring multiple ship types, crewed for different ship types, so that they could try to bait somebody into hitting their explorer while they hit them with their battleship. Like those types of PVP events used to be more fun. Now, like you can't see anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just you, you, can't, uh, you can't see anything. New event ship coming in uh, late 2024, the Tachyon Disruptor. Disrupts all cloaks in the system. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, God, I I don't even know what to think about that. I would want that, but then, I mean, it invalidates everything. So, you know, whatever. Um, well, invalidating previous content is like Tuesday. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That, that's a, like, that's a true they, thing. If they really want to make something useful, they should add research. That's sole purpose is a multiplier on existing old ass research. That's certainly possible, and and uh, and again, I don't want to, I don't want to spend a tremendous amount of time on this because we got a lot of stuff to get to. However, I do want to make it very, very clear, Trader, as we always have on this show, that we will represent all points, even if I don't personally necessarily believe in them. I'm going to try to get them the representation because there are players who do feel this way. Okay, right. Um, so, if you so, if you asked Wham right now, Wham and I are are our alliances are are playing donut tag. Okay. And, and there's nothing malicious about it. Wham and I still talk on the daily. But you know what? He is disrupting my armadas, and I'm trying to get to his. That is a thing that we do, and, and he enjoys it. I don't necessarily not enjoy it. As a matter of fact, if I see one of their pins, Bubba Joe, let's say I see one of their pins, and it's got seven minutes left on the timer. That means it took me eight minutes to find it. If I was able to... to get that thing off in 30 to 60 seconds, Wham would never even know it ran. There would be literally no time for him to be able to search and find it. You know, so I think that that has to be a balance. Maybe you look at this fog of war mechanic as a result of that. But, you know, that's another thing. It just makes but, this whole thing. But let's, let's follow this scenario. What's the, if you're organized, DJ, let's, in this mythical scenario of you were able to launch and execute an armada in under a minute, okay? We're talking about these specific armadas, okay? That have a refresh timer of right around 60 seconds, okay? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Are you going to be like, oh, we got one done, we're good, let's leave. Well, no, not necessarily. You're right. They're going to try to. They're going to try to run them again. But again, they're going to wait. And I don't want to. I don't want to beat this drum. No, right. But if, you, if it took me eight minutes to find yours, you could have run six in that time. You then could. maybe. Then you're maybe. Right. Then but maybe you're done. But you're going to. You are a hundred percent correct. You had the opportunity. You could have run multiples. Maybe you're waiting on someone else. Maybe you're going to swap out some. Uh, and this is not a derogatory. Swap out some littles. Let some other people get some points. You know. Maybe you're going to do some things there, and that's going to take some time, right? But the point is, is that you're not just going to do just one. 
right? Even if you have that, and again, I do think that these timers are not going to be 30 or 60 seconds. I think we're talking about minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're talking about like, you're going to be, you're going to be bang, bang, bang in, you know, five minutes, you'll run four of them. I just don't see that scenario as happening. Um, and I think that what's going to happen is these players are going to sit there and eventually someone's going to figure it out. Someone's going to look at that and go, or they're going to be scanning all of the systems and they're going to send a fleet to try and take you out. Right. That, the idea of how PvP ambushing armadas will have to evolve, but it's not eliminated. Fair enough. Especially for armadas that spawn this fast. If we're talking about the group armadas in deep space where we're talking about a 24-hour refresh, no, I get it. Those would be gone, and you'd move on to the next system, and you'd never be able to trace them. Yeah, I get it. But for these that spawn this fast, no. What's going to happen is you're going to sit there, and you're going to do the next one. And that's a fair point that I will concede, is especially with these respawn timers, the availability of targets. If you get one off, you're more likely to feel comfortable in getting the second one off and then the third one, and then ultimately Wham comes in and finds you. So that is possible. I can concede that particular fact. It is an interesting conversation, and we have it today, Bubba, because this is the first time ever that they have changed an Armada timer. And in the conversations, even before the poll went out, This conversation was had internally, and I did suggest a shorter timer. They didn't want to go down to five minutes because they felt that people would take the shortest timer no matter what. So I did want to go with a shorter timer, and and my position is not the one that I've taken on this show. My position uh, personally is the faster the better. Give me the start now button (laughs) because I don't want to waste time. I love, like I said, the solos because they're a 90-second timer. You know, I can, get a bunch, uh, I can get a bunch done really quick. That is my personal position on it. I don't want to waste time. And sitting around for even 10 minutes now versus 15 before, but sitting around for 10 minutes now is still terrible. Um, it still feels bad. I it agree. still feels bad. So, um, but that wasn't the only thing that they changed about um, artifacts. That's not the only thing that they have examined and and looked at data here early, Bubba Joe, and uh, and and made changes to. As a matter of fact, today an announcement comes out, and Bubba, you, uh, I don't know if you personally spurred this internal conversation, but on an early show. You specifically stated that I get more artifacts as I level up the building, right? You said that, and you said, well, that is going to increase the dilution, but I'm not a 1,000% sure I'm, like, totally not okay with that because I do kind of want to – I do kind of want to start making progression, right? Am I accurately summarizing your statement? Because you – there are two evils here – and I think you kind of landed on the side, the lesser of two evils in your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. So you you said, I am okay. I would prefer to, to be able to earn more. However, acknowledging the extra dilution that will exist, but I'm okay with the dilution if I can begin progress on these uh, artifacts, despite you know, what level my building is, right? And again, you guys considered this gated content, which it was, right? Like you, as an Ops 60, were limited to the Ops 25 or Ops 26 artifacts until you got your building to gallery level 26, correct? 
Uh, well, I don't think any of them were that low, but yeah, you were limited until you got to like 30 or something. It might have been 30 because 26 it unlocks and then it required, you know, it would give you level four, et cetera, et cetera. So, Scopely, again, um, and, and again, I, I am Grumpy Cat Trader, but if I can give props where props are due, uh, this also came up to me last week. And there were a couple of things that we talked about. Now, I don't know if what we have seen is the final changes because what I have uh, also really wildly advocated for is reducing that 72-hour timer to 24, right? And they were, you know, they were discussing it. I mean, they were having conversations with me about it, but I don't know, I don't know if that's going to, to happen or not. But what they did talk to me about and, and what I did kind of give my Paul stamp of approval on Bubba Joe is largely what you see here today. And, and actually, they went one step further. They went one step further with it, Bubba, because when I had first had this conversation, it was, hey, we know that players are going to comment about dilution, but we really want players to, to kind of be able to experience this a little bit earlier. Like, we recognize what you say in DJ about this time frame, and we looked at the data that Blue Mandalorian and Jules Verne put together and realized that it was going to take six and a half years for Trader to get her building to level 60 free to play. All right? So we don't want that. We want players to be tempted. We want players to have motivation to actually progress through this faster, a.k.a. spend a little bit of money, which is not an evil intent. They wanted players to have a taste. And Bubba, you and I have talked about this, God, for three years. Give players yep. that test drive. Give players the free sample. How many times, Blue, I'm pretty sure it was you on this stage, maybe a year, two years ago, who came up with this crazy thought. You said, give everybody the event ship on day one of their month for that arc and then take it away and let them earn it. If they like it, they will either buy it or grind it out. And if they don't, they let it go. But everybody gets to explore the mechanic. I'm I, not sure if I said might that. Might not have been blue. But I definitely think that uh, you should have, like, in terms of at the beginning, you should be jump-started into it. And then the grind starts. Because why would I care if I can't even start? <laughs> exactly. 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 We've talked about this test drive mechanic for a long time. Okay. So, Bubba, this, I feel, is probably not the first time Scopely's ever done something like this, but it's certainly, you know, very much in the minority of Scopely decision-making to actually give players an opportunity to test drive the feature. Now, not completely handed out for free, Bubba. Because you still have to earn the shards. But the key point of the change today is regardless of your artifact gallery level, they will now let you earn all of the artifacts and their shards or the artifact shards of the artifacts that you would be eligible to build at your ops level. So Bubba, for example, you as a 60, you get all 28, right? All of a sudden now, all 28 artifacts are in there that before you were limited on 
because your gallery wasn't, say, level 50, right? In the, in the premium, they're all there. That's unfair. What has a level 60 possibly contributed to Scopely? Hang on a second, Bubba. Your regular yes. one is not there? Uh, the, all of them are not in the regular refinery. 4, 12, 15. Wait, I can't count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, the epics are missing. The epics are missing. We got 20 in there. Correct. So the eight epics Correct. are missing. Okay. Well, and that was that was always planned. Like, that was always a thing. The starters. That's are, my suspicion. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I suspected is that that was always going to be the case, that the epics were only going to be in the premium. That's correct. And the regular chest was not ever going to have the epics. Mm -hmm. but, but now I can see that because I now, as of today, have access to that 60, both uh, both the premium and the regular 60. Right. So what they what they have done is now allowed any ops-level player to not only accumulate the shards, because it's going to take some time to do that, accumulate the shards, and eventually unlock some of these, Bubba Joe, without the prerequisite for having your building at XYZ level. See, before, if you had, by some happenstance, accumulated enough shards for an artifact that, say, required gallery level 30, but your gallery was only level 10, it would not have allowed you to unlock it, right? You had to wait. And that was one of the mechanics that Scopely is trying to undo here. They want you to be able to unlock it because they want you to experience the changes in it and therefore want you to be motivated to upgrade the building and go faster and, you know, maybe eventually buy directives or buy shards or this or that, okay? Obviously, and again, I don't fault them for that. A solid plan for enticing players to spend money for them to receive value is never going to be something that I complain about, all right? I'm fine with them trying to present a, a temptation to players like Trader that probably haven't succeeded yet, but... This is a step in that direction, Bubba, because now players can unlock the artifacts regardless of your gallery level. And by the way, the original plan was to unlock it. Just level one. That was the original plan. That was the plan that I had agreed to, Bubba Joe. Then Echo surprises me today and says, yo, yo, yo. I got him to bump it up to level three. So now, Trader which probably still doesn't make a lot of difference to you, but imagine, say, an Ops level 30 trader, right, who somehow, somehow um, unlocks what? What's a good one in here? What's a good one? Here we go. Scotty's Trident Scanner. Okay? they A level 30 unlocks Scotty's Trident Scanner, and they get a 10% cost efficiency for ship parts. That's not a good example. Let's go to Ops 40. Okay? For ship parts. Okay? But at level 2, it goes to 15, and at level 3, it goes to 20%. Now, we've got researches. Heck, we've got a prime at 50, okay? we got a prime at 50%. But now, you've got a 20% that you can get to with zero investment of cash trader, only time, right? Just time, which is cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, Trader, if I love Scotty's Trident Scanner and I want to chase it, right, Jules Verne, because 
as I told you on day one, Trader, there is a way to chase a specific artifact. And Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian are getting close to cracking this puzzle. But if I wanted to chase this one, Trader, if I wanted to earn all, what did we say it was, Bubba Joe? 1,500 approximately shards of this epic. If I was that dedicated to Scotty's Trident Scanner and I wanted all 1,500 of those shards and I focused on a path to get me those 1,500 shards, if I want to take this thing to level 15, Trader, I am going to have to upgrade my gallery. Now, if I'm cool at level 3, 20%, that's where I get. That's where I, that's what I can get. That's where I stay until the artifact gallery levels up high enough for me to unlock level 15 of this artifact. So in, in a short turn of phrase, Bubba Joe, what they have now done is allowed players, even free to play, even through that premium chest, don't get premium confused with spend, You can buy it, Bubba Joe, but where does premium loot come from for the free-to-play? From the host chest. It comes from the starter chest. Of what level, Blue? It must only be the G5 ones. Uh, Any G. Any formation armada target, upon a successful kill, will grant precisely no more, no less than 1,000 premium loot. Okay, you kill it, you get a you get a thousand, which is enough for one pull. Okay, so the epics being in the premium one, I'm still not really offended by that, Bubba Joe. It is going to be a slower progression, but it's also epic. So it's going to be slower, but I still have a free to play opportunity at it. Okay, no Cruzito. Four times a month, not once a month. You're going to get four starts a month, all right? Four starts a month. So you, as a complete and total free-to-play, not including events, battle passes, event rewards, this or that, because they're, they're going to be coming in that. But if you look at just this, Bubba Joe, just your dailies, you're going to get four starts a month. That's four pulls out of the premium chest, of which it is possible to not get an epic. As a matter of fact, you got an 84% chance to not get an epic, Bubba Joe. So, again, a wildly slow path. Okay? Still a very, very slow path. Oh, and that's it. You know what? I take that back. That's in, ooh, do I have two premium chests that I'm not supposed to have? Oh, they're ending one. So, they launched one without a timer that's ops appropriate, and the other one is going to stay there, I guess, till the end of the arc. Do you see that, Bubba? So one of them has so a timer. Yeah, some ops are going to have an advantage and some ops are not going to have that choice. Well, the higher the ops, that's why they're switching it, Blue. They want you to have access to whatever artifacts would be available to your ops level. Okay? Now, right. And what that's doing what that's doing is if you want to focus on the ones that you would have had available this arc and only have that lower dilution. Dilution, yeah. Y- you can get those ones until the end of the arc, but then it'll switch to these. And I understand that argument. I still think it's kind of bupkis. Like, I just don't think... I I understand it, but I think that you want to have access 
So I was going to come on here when we were going to talk about this. And I told you this the other day. I said, when we go to talk about this, I'm going to tell people not to spend their premiums until they've maximized the level of the building that they need. That's exactly what you said. Because, because, because there's no reason to waste the premiums until you're pulling all of the artifacts. Right. Exactly. Because the building, because all it's doing, all it's doing is pulling artifacts. The regular one you pull as soon as that timer goes down because that's gating your building. But the premium, why waste it? What? It's like the uh, the ultras. If you're on the verge of passing that, I think it's ops thirty or thirty two threshold 34, where the ultras change. Thirty four. Yeah. Thirty four. Yeah. I thought it was thirty or thirty two. Anyway, wait for the whatever ultras, that threshold is. I'm sorry, ultras. Yeah. Thirty. It's actually thirty on the ultras. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah. the ops thirty threshold on the ultras. If you're on the verge of passing that. Wait, don't don't wait 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 and spend them on the other side because it opens up all of these other officers you're gonna have access to it's like oh well i haven't pulled moreau yet okay well maybe you focus on that but for the most part you want to be getting a more diverse set because eventually the ones that are in that reduced set are going to start turning into dust and whatever that dust inner interchange is going to be like for the ultras it's not a good conversion and the dust conversion for this almost certainly will not be a good conversion. You're better off pulling the shards naturally. So I, I am going to ask Bubba to summarize his statement here. Are you actually in favor of the change that they made today? Because I personally, without anybody's feedback, just in the conversations I had with Echo and Design and Ops, I feel like this is a player beneficial change. I recognize, by the way, I'm not blind. I recognize that Scopely is wanting to drive people to be tempted to spend money. I'm not blind to that fact, Bubba Joe, but this is still a net positive for all players, in my opinion. Do you concur? Yes, this is a net positive for players, in my opinion. And again, I remind you, whatever your ops level is, regardless of what your gallery is, they are going to now allow you to not only accumulate the shards, but also unlock and tier up to level three without any prerequisites required by the artifact gallery. I think that's pretty significant. All right. Now, if only they would go one step further, Bubba Joe, and change levels one, two, and three of some of these artifacts to be like what Trader had suggested, be a little bit more front-loaded, right? Uh, <laughs> then you would really be really dangling that golden carrot, you know? But I do think that this is a net positive and will allow players, just as you said, Bubba Joe, to begin working on some of these uh, artifacts that do have higher shard counts. Listen, for the true free-to-play, who in the chat is saying, for example, so epics are pretty much still going to be pay-to-play. I mean, I, I'm not going to say that because they are grindable free-to-play. It's just going to take for freaking ever, all right? But the sooner the better, right? You can actually start working on those 100 shards now instead of waiting until your gallery was level 44, for example. They removed one of the time gates. Blue, we've talked about this in the past, where there's multiple time gates. Somebody give me an example of a mechanic in this game where there are not one, but two actual time gates. Because there's several examples. Uh, Titan blueprints. Okay, fair enough. Titan blueprints, that would be one. Uh, I don't know about Solomata rewards. I don't know if I super-duper agree with that. Stella ran. Ran Susie? Yes. 
Go all the way back to the Stella. You had to do the Stella. Then you had to earn the particles. Then you had to, to spend the credits to get the research credits. That was time gated. Then you got to get the research credits and the Stella particles just to go back through and complete research. But you also had to scrap the Stella. And in order to do that, you had to spend those same credits that you needed for the research to get the goo so you could max the ship and then throw it all out the window. And start Don't again. Get outlaw rep. And start again. You know, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Stella is probably the biggest one, Blue, that sticks out in my head as a double time refinery. There's another one that we've talked about. It's been a while, Bubba Joe, and it's not as much of a problem anymore, but it used to be. Who can go back a year and a half, two years ago, and can remember the conversations, Bubba, we used to have about independent credits and active nanoprobes to tear up your Borg officers? Do we remember these sure. conversations? Sure. Oh, 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 active nanoprobes used to be worth their weight in gold. Bubba Joe. Well, that's not so bad because they don't weigh much. <laughs> They're nano. Come on. Uh, okay. Trader, do you remember, and I don't know if you do or not, so if you don't, not a big deal. Can you mm -hmm. recall how many active nanoprobes were in the very first $100 pack. Oh, wasn't it something like 30K? Oh, I don't think it was oh, that no. high. No, it wasn't no, that no, high. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, wasn't that high. Bubba Joe, you got a guess? Uh, I want to say it was like 1,800 or something like that. Okay, it was, I, it was, was, I was thinking it was higher than that. I was thinking it was like 6,000. But it might have been lower than that. It very well might have been. Purge is agreeing with you. He's thinking fifteen hundred. Deckix is saying eight hundred. I don't know. I don't know if it was that low. But listen, it was a paltry amount. All right. I remember I'll when have we, you know it was the most they've ever given away. <laughs> I remember when we celebrated Bubba Joe the fact that the hundred dollar pack went to twelve k. Mm -hmm. The payer community celebrated the fact that it went to twelve thousand. Active nanoprobes. That is a bit of an overstatement. Well, they were pleased. Those who wanted to pay to promote their Borg officers were pleased by the change. Is that a fair re re rephrasing? Um, well, <laughs> yeah. I think they were. I think it. Yes. But they wanted more. Sure. That they're going to take what they could get. Absolutely. Well, and that's and, fair. And. And not only was the pack didn't have a lot of nanoprobes, they all, they didn't let you buy it as much as you wanted. Mm -mm. That was a limited time only pack. It would show up for a day or two, a month, maybe. As a matter of fact, the very first time it launched, it was like 90 days before it came back. Now, look at the chat. Cruzito says, active are not a problem for me. It's independent credits that are the pain. Didn't used to be. Active was the bottleneck back in the day, Cruzito, by a long shot. Moreover, active nanoprobes weren't converted with latinum, were they, Bubba Joe? So you could convert all the independent credits you wanted all the live long day. If you didn't have the actives, you were stuck. Yep. These are double time gates. All right. And Scopely had one. In, for, in, in fairness, they had one here, Bubba Joe. They were time-gating the artifact gallery building, 
and therefore also time gating the armada currency that you could earn to pull these shards and then almost triple tripling the effect not giving you access to certain artifacts until your time gated building hit a certain spot so it was very much like the titan right or very much like the defiant do mechanic a to earn the blueprints for titan a to earn this for titan b to finally or whatever uh, titan uh, point b point c point d to finally get rare skill points take this long and twisty and windy road right bubba do a b c d and e and we'll finally give you f well, the artifact gallery change does, in fact, remove a couple of those intermediate steps. Still very time-gated, still controlled, but now will allow players to progress. And ultimately, I find it to be a net positive with this particular, uh, this particular adjustment. I do uh, probably not have authorization to share this with you, but uh, these aren't the only changes that were discussed. Now, I do know... Uh, of other things that we had talked about, Bubba. I don't know if they decided against that. I haven't actually spoken to them this week, so I don't know if uh, they are going to make more changes or if this is now it. I know that some people had said yesterday with the timer, is this all they're going to do? And I said, well, I don't know. I, you know, I've, We've had other conversations. And still, I can say, Bubba, that there have been other things talking, talked about that I hope that they consider. Most notably, I'll tell you the last two things on my list. They did this, okay? I'm pleased with this, Bubba. I think it's net positive for players, and I think that Scopely could realize, could realize benefit from it. If players start working on these, Bubba, and can actually start to get a taste of that test drive, that appetizer, that free sample, then they might, maybe, potentially, be willing to spend to speed it up a little bit. I mean, that is, after all, what the pay model should be. Free-to-play grind or pay-to-skip the grind. That, to me, is appropriate monetization. I feel like they've checked those boxes here. So, how do we actually get the artifacts that we want? That is our next topic of discussion, and it will come on the other side of this break. Guys, don't go anywhere. On the other side of the break, special guests Jules Verne and Blue Mandalorian will tell you what they have learned about my outrageous claim, Bubba Joe, that you, as an Op 60, could be focused on level 35 armadas. Call me crazy. Which artifacts, which artifacts, Bubba Joe, do you want? Blue and Jules will tell you preliminarily, we're still gathering data, but they'll tell you what artifacts are dropping from what armada targets so that you can choose the appropriate target to focus on the artifacts that you want. It all comes up on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a moment. Today's show brought to you in part by Facebook.com slash Posse, your one-stop shop for all toys, whether for pleasure, professional, buying, selling, or just remembering your childhood. Visit them online at Facebook.com slash Posse for the toy collector in all of us. PvpTarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players, not only at veteran status in this game, but also for brand new players, giving you insights into PvP banding, crews, and ROE used by many servers. PvpTarget.com can help you get your feet 
levied under you with respects to all things player versus player. Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit pvptarget.com today. That's pvptarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Mean Cuisine Frozen Entrees. And you better finish every bite or we'll take a belt to you out by the woodshed. You really think we should be traveling with the baby? We haven't seen my parents in three years, and it's only a two-hour flight. This is happening. New parents traveling with a newborn for the first time? Yup. Well, don't worry about upsetting other passengers on your flight. We are in a tin can with a baby in a damn echo chamber. Get one of Murray's baby muzzles and make sure your new guy isn't that guy on your next flight. Lower up baby sports. Is that even legal? It's not illegal. But he's only seven months. Do they make them that small? At Murray's, our muzzles range in sizes from three months to 18 years. What if my newborn's only two months old? Well, then you really should just stay home, lady. What kind of parent are you? For everyone else, on your next flight, set your mind and everyone else's ears at ease. So is the baby! With one of Murray's baby muzzles. Twitter's blue check marks are gone, but the battle has just started for millions of Americans looking to feel validated. Twitter relief hotline? I don't know what to do. I used to feel so important, and now it seems like no one respects me at all. We understand, miss. It's hard finding true happiness on the internet these days. The Twitter Relief Hotline can help you cope with the struggle in today's social media world. It's like I'm not even a man anymore. My wife hasn't looked at me since they took my blue check mark away. Take a deep breath, sir. There was a good chance you weren't going to get lucky even if you had the blue check mark. Don't let Elon Musk take away your dignity. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. You know, you can just pay for the blue check mark now. I'm not giving that creep my money. The Twitter Relief Hotline, giving millions of Americans an outlet where they can feel special. This is not what I thought it was, Bubba Joe. I thought th- I thought this was Pitbull. What is this? I, 
I have an appropriate response. Give me Pitbull. Oh. Yeah. There's my response. All right, I love Pitbull. I mean, seriously, I don't think he's ever done anything bad. Pitbull's my man. Ah, <laughs> uh, Pitbull can do no wrong. Pitbull for president, please. Pitbull for president. All right, I could go without the hook. The hook is fine, Bubba. It's fine. I just really, really, really wanted Pitbull. You have a obsession. I do. I was going to say unhealthy, but I'll just go with obsession. Obsession with Pitbull? Yes. Ah, I haven't played his music in a long time, but really, he does such good stuff. I love all his stuff. Give me, give me more Pitbull, please. Mr. 305. There he is. You! What? What? I think I'm getting ready to pay extra. <laughs> All right. Lord Neelix says, who is Pitbull? Oh. This is Pitbull. That's them's fighting words. I love Pitbull. And I love Pitbulls. I love, like... Anything Pitbull. The Pitbull human, the Pitbull doggies. Kinky <laughs> Boot says, what is this? Listen, the hook, the hook could use a little work, all right? The hook could use a little bit, but but there I are far I, better songs. I like that. him as a I like him as a rapper. I do. He does more. You want more? I could give you I could give you a lesson in Pitbull in like five minutes. Here. Let's do it, Bubba Joe. Let's do all across the Pitbull world. Pitbull's globalization. Well, you got to you got to go country pitbull. That's I know you love that one. I do. I do love that one. Uh you know what? Hold on. This is this is a great one he did with Kesha. Uh I really really like this one. He also oh, did one Timber? Yeah, yeah. Timber. It's great. Uh he uh, don't leave wire speed. Come on. Pitbull's good. And then and then he did one with Blake Shelton. Blake Sh Come on. Who doesn't love Blake Shelton? I mean, you don't want to hear me because I don't back like in these days, my favorite parts of this were the non-pitbull parts of the song. Like, he did a great job picking hooks. <laughs> he just didn't do a good job himself. Ah, uh, see, I, I like this one. I like this one. Uh, can, we, can we skip forward? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mr. 305 and nobody in the 305 likes him. See, that's just what happens when, when you take for granted, Bubba Joe, what's in your own backyard. Mr. 305 isn't appreciated by the 305. There he is. All right, so that was Timber. What was the uh, what was the one that he did with um, what was the one that he did with Blake Shelton? I can't remember the name of it. Ugh, Blake Shelton sucks. What? Oh, Dem's fighting words. Some someone's Ugh. getting booted off the stage. Is what? Some, is that country or something? What? Yes. Blake Shelton sucks. Oh. I think he's terrible. Oh. I think he's absolutely unapologetically oh. horrible. Where's the timeout button? <laughs> Where's the timeout button? Let me find it. 
Uh, yeah, there it is. Get on that horse. There it is. We're here for a long time. We're here for a good time. We're here for a long time. Let's go. Who? This is Blake Shelton, and you will respect him in his temple. All right. Anyway, that's that's Pitbull. I like I like all kinds of Pitbull. I can't what believe you don't in like, the world makes you think you don't that like the official Blake Star Trek Fleet Command podcast <laughs> is Blake Shelton's temple. <laughs> it's my show, my stage. Um, okay. How do you? Trader, you don't like Blake Shelton? No. But don't you like appreciate country music? You do, right? I do enjoy some country music artists. Yes. I do not enjoy his music. I think his music is terrible. Mm. I think his voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Mm. Yeah, country music doesn't get the pass until it gets the pass. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Just I'm, try, I'm trying to look for bad. a Blake Shelton I'm song sensing, right I'm sensing an opening Just for bad. another co-host. <laughs> no. <laughs> Whatever. That's <laughs> uh, fine. Anyway, uh, well, welcome Black back. Betty is an amazing song, and that cover is like, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay. Anyway, welcome in uh, everybody back. Welcome back. Uh, and just to rub the rub the noses in the people who were poking and prodding me, Trader. The audience count only dropped by seven. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't half. All right. <laughs> just throwing that out there. It was only seven people had to go and vomit. Um, is that is is half? Would that be half efficiency or uh, half of the overall? It was a fifty percent actual net reduction, which would have uh, been what a one hundred percent increase in the efficiency. I can't even <laughs> I can't even explain <laughs> scopely math. It was just people leaving because they couldn't stand like Blake uh, Blake Shelton being bad mouth. Oh, like, I can't stand this. Three more just left. Uh, all right, welcome back. All right, let's get back to the Star Trek Fleet Command. Uh, and and you can now message everybody and tell them that it's safe to come back. Uh, it it is safe to come back. Okay, like we can get back into the learning. All right, I'm done. All right, uh, Blue Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blue Mandalorian. Jules Verne are on the stage. Welcome. Appreciate you guys uh, for taking the time. You guys are the resident nerds. Uh, not that we're not all nerds, Bubba Joe, but these guys, these guys crunch numbers. These guys make charts. I mean, as a matter of fact, I can I can go back, and I'm not I'm not speaking ill of the past or anything like that, Bubba Joe, but. We we have always had somebody make charts. Even if you go back to the days of uh, what was it? What was the L Cars 1.0 bot? They made charts. Like everybody has made charts. But let me just tell you something about Blues and Jules charts. They are the best freaking charts that I have ever seen come out of this game. And I don't care who you are or what charts you've made. These guys. These guys make the best charts, Bubba Joe. There is no doubt about it. And uh, for that reason, I would like to turn the stage over to um, Jules Verne here at this point. Now, Jules, real quick, can you tell me exactly which chart you want to start with? You're going to you're going to tell people, presumably, mainly what you've been working on and trying to target these special or these specific artifacts and we've made some progress we're not completely done but we have made some progress on this thing right where do you want to start 
Yeah, um, Blue, we can we could start with the, the artifacts, right? The, it's already in the graphics room, thanks to our resident trader. Uh, so oh, this okay. is the artifacts yeah, the first thing that we've been pulling from the community uh, in order to figure out what artifacts are available from what armadas. So, okay, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, this is it's, a it's still, Google uh, sheet. This is a Google sheet. It's a work in progress. It is a work yeah. in progress. We're missing some stuff. And now, technically, technically, a little bit of this has changed, at least as far as it is on, like, the right side of the account uh, or the right side of that sheet, because now all of these things are going to start showing up for everybody, right, based on your ops and not necessarily the level of the artifact gallery. So actually, probably we could just go to the top and change it from the gallery level to the ops level, and these are the artifacts that you're going to have available. Now, if you look at the artifact sourcing section, which is the main page of page one, when you open up this thing of, uh, of the artifact gallery and formation armadas, I made a claim, Bubba Joe, on the first show of the month that you could indeed focus on a specific artifact that you could in fact choose a target and you had an opportunity then in that super mega chest the the triwizard tournament chest trader the harry potter fans uh came out in droves to pm me when i mentioned the triwizard tournament chest they seem to like that i might actually stick with it all right <laughs> the triwizard tournament chest all right when Maybe you got tournament what do you want? What do you want to call it, Blue? That we can incorporate Harry Potter into? Because a lot of people the really Triwizard Chest. The Triwizard Chest. <laughs> uh, we could go with that. Triwizard Chest. Okay. Um, that chest does not pay out loot, or at least, I mean, it does, but it doesn't pay out the the only currency being that you have to go into these bundles, right, Blue? It actually will pay out actual direct shards bypassing all the timers bypassing the refinery cooldowns and bypassing the redemption of currency into an rng opportunity at shards as a matter of fact the triwizard chest gives you an opportunity within there's still rng right but within a certain number of artifacts will give you an opportunity to directly pull shards from a specific armada target blue am i making like, am i making stuff up no it's yeah i would say it's like focused rng where uh you choose you know it's still rng but it's there's more choice than typically encountered in such a loop so right, the dilution totally diluted yeah the dilution is less than is what we're saying yes okay I, if, if if scopey was trying to mitigate dilution that was a that was a, a at least a good attempt to do it. And what we're looking for is either any screenshots that you have of a Triwizard Trimata Super Victory chest uh, that either bucks this trend or adds to this trend. So if you find something that is in one of the 55 uncommons that's not listed here, please help us. I put the link to our thread that we're collecting all this data in the chat room. All right, so I'm going right to copy that link. Because there's a Formata event tomorrow. 
No, yeah, no, wait, we got to be irresponsible. We only do irresponsible things here. That's absolutely yeah. correct, Jules. We do wildly irresponsible things. I don't know who. <clears throat> I don't know who was responsible for me spending 140,000 ultras last night and like well, six that? million officer XP. But I know it wasn't you- traitor. Exactly. <laughs> Where is that sound clip? I really need it right now. Yeah. I want it so bad. Um, yeah, I may I may have made you pull your artifact gallery just a little early, but I, I didn't make you spend 140,000 ultras. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, and But you want to know something equally stupid uh, and equally hilarious? I also uh, pulled my artifact restoration uh, chest today, also like a big dummy. Pulled it today. Oh, yeah, me too, because I'm <laughs> like a big dummy. Yeah, pulled it, pulled it today like a big old dum-dum. Uh, wait, by the way, if you've got a cooldown that's coming up later today or in the morning or whatever, there is an event. Uh, Artifact Hunter is running again tomorrow, and um, if you don't have any starts, then you're going to need that Artifact Restoration Chest. And now I've got a fresh 69 hours on it there uh, because I just literally pulled it, like, today, uh, like two hours ago. So I'm screwed. Uh, that being said, this chart seems to indicate, Bubba Joe, that there are... Only a handful of targets that will source some of these direct shards. Now, as we progress further up, all right, we are seeing that dilution actually expand a little bit, right, Jules? Like, for example, if I'm looking at the 55 Uncommon, you've already documented seven different artifacts that are dropping from that. Further, Bubba, this is very interesting and definitely leads me to form a hypothesis on future content. Jules. Where are the epic artifacts dropping from? Not from any armadas. Mm. Give it a month. Give it a month when rare and epic formation armadas actually show up, presumably. All right. Uh, I can see at first glance here that none of the actual armadas currently in the game are actually dropping at this moment epic artifacts. So, Bubba, we've got uncommons and we've got rares. And from what we can see on this data chart, we have received documentation on every single artifact from where it will drop at least one of the targets that it can drop from. As a matter of fact, I would almost suggest here that there's a pattern, right? Blue, let's look. Orb of Prosperity and Picard's Ammonite Fossil. Those were the two that were basically able to be unlocked straight out the gate. They're available, shockingly, in the lowest level armada. Right? Anybody surprised by that? Doesn't seem crazy. Jules, let's look at the quote-unquote, and this is the original format. Let's look at the three uncommon artifacts, Jules, that would have required artifact gallery level 10. What are those? The mining rate ones. So, Yuhura's Vakoya necklace... I, I don't even want to say the other ones. Amarazan. The Amarazanian breathing mask and then the optolithic data rod. Now, these were the only three uh, uncommon artifacts that were quote-unquote verified as level 10. But we're also seeing a trend that those three artifacts are also, at least given our current data, only sourced from the level 35 super chest. So, Bubba, if if I was a player who was absolutely dead set on mining rate of crystal ore and gas, 
then I would be focused on the 35 uncommons. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. But that's what we've that's what we found here. Let's go to the next level, or, Jules. Let's go to the next level. Or yeah, please. I, I think that the alternative too is like if you're looking at the horagam, like you're looking at the repair cost efficiency for ships. If that is super important to you, regardless if you are an op sixty and you can hit that fifty five uncommon, no problem. Do you want to be punching down to a thirty five uncommon to get that repair cost efficiency? Ah, uh, and see, that's that was one thing that I kind of praised about this at the very beginning, Jules. Now, obviously, we didn't have the data, and Scopely didn't give it to us. So you and Blue have done all this. Like, you guys have sourced all this. But, but let me and just say, community. well, you've sourced it all from the people. You put it all together. But, Bubba, let me point out, every, they have found at least one armada that has dropped every single artifact. So at least at this particular stage, you can target an armada. Now, more data is going to need to come in for us to make sure that this isn't a limited set here, right? Like, to make sure that the Horgon doesn't also potentially, Jules, show up in the 55. Because if we're looking at the level 55, we can see multiple artifacts that are dropping from that one. Now, if I am just a guessing guy, Jules, I believe I see an outlier in the data. I believe that... The Kurlon Nyskos for construction speed, if I'm just looking at this from a math perspective, that doesn't look like it drops from the 55. Because, look, they've segmented these armada levels based on the level that was originally required from the artifact gallery. Do you see that pattern? Because I do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this was these were all screenshots that were sent into that... Um into that thread so we kind of just copied those into this chart i yeah, would put accurate as the data submitted <laughs> yeah i would put a yellow highlight on on that level 15 from the 55 i bet that's not accurate um further i would almost be willing to put a yellow on spock's engagement pendant uh dropping from the 55 because i feel like that violates this pattern because of, even if we look at the rares Okay, we look at the rares and we see, again, the individual levels that were required by the artifact gallery. They are kind of correlating to the level of armada that's going on. So I would agree, Jules, that if you were a level 60 like Bubba Joe, it sounds absolutely preposterous that he should be targeting level 35 uncommons with the Horgon. But that is where that armada or where that artifact is coming from. Right? Yep. The 35 then goes to the next level. The 40s going to the next level, 45s. And uh, we do see an interesting small deviation there on the Andorian scanner uh, from the level 50. And Crusher's hypospray. I'd probably be a little curious about that. But again, very, very incomplete data. We probably need another 100 to 150 screenshots. Really truthfully, if we got another, I don't know, call it crazy, call 25 screenshots from each level of these Armada, then we probably have a pretty good picture. Or, I don't know, Scopely, or, how about you give us the freaking chart? I don't know. Or, crazy. Um, uh, my possible theory on my end might be, you know, we see the, the trends shifting down with as you progress your uh, artifact sourcing, like the higher level Armada is what's required. But 
as you're saying, towards the end, maybe it's meant to be where all those rares that are and epics that are just below it are also doing the same thing once rares and epics come out, mm-hmm. and then 55 is the junk drawer where uh, everything level. goes. Yeah, yeah, it could be where there's like, like it makes no sense. Like, what about this missing gap? But what if that's what the rares and epics fill? And I would like my message to Scopely be my interest in rare and epic artifacts is going to be solely based on how easy the directives are to source if you are going to be very stingy on those directives i will feel free to not care about and not pay for the content well you know there's a lot of players on that on that boat already right bubba right trader which is why i think scopely has come out and and tried to make a few adjustments here trying to make um some changes that might encourage some players to to engage with this a little sooner than what maybe they were planning to um i have not paid for directives for example bubba joe but i did level up my building now it wasn't for the building trader it wasn't for the artifacts those of you who joined us on Twitch last night know why I purchased that package to upgrade my, my building. Mainly. Because you love Scopely so much. Uh, yeah, that. And my 5 of 11 is now tier 5 maxed. That heroic SMS was enough for me to max my 5 of 11. And granted, Blue has come out here and talked about the Borg uh, solo armada sourcing, and it's great, but Blue... I was still a hundred. What was it, Trader? Uh, that we saw last night. I was like a hundred and three shards short. Still, uh, yeah, you would have been about a hundred and uh, might have been more than that. I don't remember. So Just no, five hundred over. Like one thirty, one thirty eight. One hundred thirty eight because yeah, you were going to get a hundred some from the pass, and you were going to be left with thirty eight. You needed to pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, now, granted, Scooby. Uh, for Ops 45, you say there's not enough in the pack. Oh, well, no. Yeah, so that was probably intended. Scooby says at Ops 45, there's not enough in the Artifact Gallery pack to do it on 100 bucks. Totally intended, by the way. All right. It was meant to be... Actually, Bubba, I'm not even 1,000% sure it was meant to be done on 200. Um, but I think 200 is where some people are falling, or maybe 300, to finish the heroic SMS. Granted, you're also still very, very early. Okay, you're still very, very early, right, Jules? Like, there's still 10 days left in the art. Yeah, yeah, but the math does say 300 bucks. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so Jules is saying $300, like the one special limit one pack plus 200 of the other packs, that'll finish it. However, we discovered something a little different last night, Trader. All right? And, and I don't know if anybody else is in this boat, but I was sitting on a bunch of ultras. Now, I didn't pull them just to be irresponsible. I mean, we had a goal last night, Trader. I only pulled that many Ultras. Why, Trader? Specifically, like, we had fun and we were being goofy and it was very dramatic. But what was the actual method? What was my strategy in that last night? You were trying to get the shards you needed so that you could, that if you got from the second to last or the second highest, um, milestone you could max her you You didn't want to go all the way to the top milestone correct i didn't want to spend the other two hundred dollars jules as you're saying the math says i've got to spend three hundred dollars to finish the heroic sms now i will point out that's a full pull of five of eleven and even for three hundred dollars that is quote unquote a bargain in the scopely world it's 25 percent off right bubba i mean typically epic full pulls they cost 400 bucks, typically. All right, so if you can get a full pull for 300 bucks. You get to select. 
that you get to choose. That's exactly right. Like, that is, boom, right here. That's 5 of 11. Now, Trader is telling you guys what we did last night. And so for some of you guys who are looking here, obviously, if you can get to that top milestone. But here's what I'm telling you, all right? You can do the first four milestones and what? What was the count, Trader? 50, uh, 52 shards, I believe? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 52 shards for 100 bucks, okay? Or the 110 shards for $300. Now, what I did was split that thing, all right? Because I was so close to maxing 5 of 11, I only needed 138 total shards. 138 total shards. My intention then was to gather the 58 shards that were available in the first four milestones of that event to avoid the extra $200 for that last milestone, Jules. So I went to my ultra pulls to try to supplement. And I'm, now I'm wondering, Trader, now I'm questioning if it was that high because I thought we only needed 38. We did. You ended up needing 38. So I needed 38 if I was going to do all but the top milestone of the heroic yes. SMS. So I yes. did the math. I had to pull 38 shards out of my ultras. To me, Trader, I could have spent $200 more to guarantee the 58, which would have given me the 38 plus 20 transporter patterns worth. Or I wanted to try to to squeeze them out of other areas of the game. And ultimately, it worked. It cost me 140000 ultras, but it saved me $200 in cash. All right? So, Zandy's saying, is it $200 to finish the event? Jules is claiming three. Now, Scooby, Scooby says no. Wait, what are you talking about, Scoobs? Scooby says that you could do it with $100. <laughs> oh, this is funny. This is funny. Blue's milestones are different than our milestones. We have to get to 3,700. And uh, Blue, what, what ops are you right now? Wait a second. Wait, 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 a, wait a damn minute. Yeah. So ops 47 only needs to get 3,500 points. So you get to level 35 of the artifact building. Yeah, I mean, you can see the differences in FTSC. Oh, wait. No. No, you cannot. <laughs> Oh, it scales down. 3,200 Oh, that's good. That's bold. Oh, that's bold. Gee, I have no freaking clue why they would remove the events section from stfc.space. It's almost like, it's almost like, gosh, it's almost like, Scopely, you don't want see, you don't want players to see that you're charging different dollar amounts to receive different amounts of stuff. You big dodos. Oh, my God. God, I'm so freaking fired up right now. Oh, that's hilarious. Skilled spending. Don't hold back, DJ. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't. I, no filter, Bubba. No flipping filter today. Small price to pay for removing all helpful information regarding new events. Yeah. Let me just say, to the I, STFC I don't implement, take... to the FT, I, STFC implementation team. Be careful. Be careful, DJ. You don't want to take away from your premium Patreon content. Anyway, all right. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, as really in all fairness, Jules, as has historically been prevalent in this game, 
my dollar is not the same as Bubba's dollar, is not the same as Jules' dollar, and is not the same as Blue's dollar. But that was, we're a, on different servers. that was a fight that happened years ago. All right? And continues to actually happen. That being said, uh, apparently the heroic SMS is going to have different milestones and different uh, jump points there for players. So uh, who the heck knows where the breakout is? My milestone at Ops 52. Of course, I was 51, I think, when I started the arc. So I'm, no, wait, was I? Yeah, I was 51 when I started the arc. So I don't even know what my milestone is supposed to be. I'm 52 now. It's 3,700 points, but I'm pretty sure I started this at 51 because I didn't go to 52 until this weekend. So this would be a 51 SMS at 3,700 points. Bubba, what's yours at 60? 39. 3,900. Oh, so somewhere it changes there. Uh, what about a 55? We've got a 55 in the audience? 54, 55, 56, somewhere it's probably – I don't know. Maybe it changes to 36, or maybe it just jumps from 37 to 39. I don't know. At some point, it's going to change. All right. Ops 45 has 3,500 points. So uh, you've got this varying moving goalpost, Bubba Joe, on a heroic paid-for event. Um, Yeah, so 200 bucks will get you to level 35, 36. So we are just edged out at opposite the G plus. <laughs> Why? Well, I guess so we, we have to have a Discord. Uh, 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 Let's uh, just have a Discord uh, channel where we uh, submit all of our like event comparisons. You know, like you know, you can't hide it, Scopely. Here it is. Well, you know, like, as, nice try. <laughs> as the uh, caption generator video uh, did say, any guy with you know a freaking piece of paper and a pencil can do what you just took away the ease of us doing. All right? It's not like we can't do it. We can. We just relied on the tool to make it easier. So thanks for making our lives freaking harder. Appreciate you so very much. Tools. Tools, referring to stfc.space. Clearly and obviously, Bubba Joe, to clarify my disclaimer. Well, that makes uh, sense. This whole time, <laughs> Ripper was saying tools coming soon yeah. on STFC. Yeah, obviously. Now it makes sense. We're just talking about the tools. Uh, anyway, so uh, now I can't even tell you what the cost is going to be. Jules is telling you $100 will get you roughly to 3,500 uh, points by the end of the arc. Uh, and then you'll need another $100, presumably, Bubba, to get to what? Level 36 or level 37, and I guess another $100 after that to potentially hit the 3,900 points. Uh, but I would imagine, Bubba Joe, that a lot of your brethren, a lot of your whale kind, they're probably not too awful worried about this heroic SMS because you don't care about 511. It's already done, right? Because our 511 have been maxed for a while. Your 511s are already done. So not only... And this is where Scopely may have misstepped. I know what they were doing with this, and I even applaud it, Bubba Joe. When was the last time we had this? It was for the command center, I think it was, right? We had that heroic SMS, and what did they put in it? Was it Odo or something great that, that nobody else really had? What was the last officer? I'm pretty sure it was the command center, right? Wasn't it? Was it Hugh? Oh, no, Damar. I don't remember. Was it Ducat? Uh, that's right. It was Ducat. It, it was, was Ducat. Ducat. Because I remember, remember clearly now, Looser, that was the only reason I did buy those packs was for Ducat because I was a pile of owner. All right. So I also missed the last milestone on that one. I actually did complete that one. I did because it was Ducat. All right. So 
I get what they're doing with this event. Bubba Joe, despite them maybe missing the mark with VIPs, I am not unhappy with this event. All right, the, the reward could have been better for your generation, but, but for a lot of players who don't have five of you saw how stupidly excited I was last night. There's a lot of players that don't have a max five of 11. That this event, I mean, guys, look, 100 bucks for 50 shards of five of 11, is that enough for a tear up for you? Because let me just point it, let me put it this way, and I'm not trying to sell anything, Bubba, but we recognize value when we do it. If you're looking to spend $100 and you need some shards of five of 11 to get a tear up, I mean, this is it. This is it. This is one of those good values when it comes to an epic officer. Well, okay. and let's let's think about this way. Let's say, let's say you were able to work your way up to um, the the twenty eight hundred through some means, right? And you're looking at well, if I bought a if I bought a pack and I got fifty eight shards and seventy thousand active nanos, is that worth it to you? Can I? Is there any pack in the game that's ever been offered? that gave you 58 shards of 5.11 and 70k nanos? The answer to that is no. In addition to getting that reward, you also get to level up your building. Now, I'm not saying everyone should spend. I'm not saying this is for everyone. I'm Agreed. saying that that's Agreed. the question you have to ask of where does that pack get me and what is the bonus reward of engaging in this in this event? Absolutely. This is, and again, it's not a free-to-play. It's clearly labeled heroic, and, and this is not the first time we've seen it. And it's also not the first time that it's offered pretty significant value if you chose to spend in it. They, they did the same thing with the command center, and i got to be honest with you, Bubba, I am not like morally opposed to this all right it is a pay to skip the grind in two manners uh as compared to one first for the building level but two also for the officer right 50 shards bulk purchase right here and now i mean what other packs like you say what other packs do you get in the game where you typically get more than 20 or 25 epic shards for 100 bucks there's 52 for 100 bucks so uh not to mention there's always those gotcha packs yeah, but those are still chance. There's still well, chance. It's, it's a hundred shards for. It's a guaranteed hundred shards, but it's a chance of the officer you will get. Yeah, Gary Mitchell, give me Gary Mitchell, please. I know. All right. Oh, so, thank you, Hunter, dude. Just as a quick reminder, too, that hundred dollars could also get you some bonus shards of Odo in the web store event. Just throwing that out there, and I think you got a 48-hour timer on that uh, from the time of taping here. So just be aware, web store event is going on. If you want a full pull of Odo, he's available on the Web Store event at the low, low price, Bubba Joe, of $450. Uh, and again, it's not just Odo. Obviously, you're getting $450 worth of packs. Odo is the buy four, get one free, quote unquote, thingy. All right. Free so, Odo for $400. Yeah, free Odo for $450. Uh, but I, you know, Again, I do look at that as added value, Blue. Like, because if I'm buying a pack, I'm buying a pack for the pack. If I buy four packs, like I look at this as Sam's Club, Bubba Joe, buy more, save more, right? Buy yeah. more, get more. All right. So I, I, if I'm not a fan of the like at like buy like twice as many like buy two two or three more packs just to get like that command center to that extra like that heroic sms level or mm-hmm. that extra little bit but initially that and that first like limit limit one 
like the G4 uncommons are like that premium 10k amount. You know, there's a huge amount of Latin there, and oh, yeah. synergy with events and everything. Like and that, the multi-phase that single pack, I see the I see the hundred dollar value in that is For sure. more than a hundred dollars I've seen elsewhere. Yeah, plus so, you got the multi-phasics that'll come with spend. it if you're doing the multi, you know, doing the web store event. So, you know, listen, and I, I don't mean to make it about spending, but but listen, right now for probably about 48 more hours, Bubba Joe, if you were gonna spend any money at all this month, this is probably your prime window. Like, I'm, am I wrong? Is there anything that I could be missing? I feel like if you're gonna pay, if you're buying packs this month, right now is the time to buy. Just throwing that out there. Not only that, but you got that prime. That prime research event that's going on today too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to make of the prime export stuff yet. If, uh, if it's worth. Um, I don't plan on engaging with it. Bubba, are you? Are you planning on uh, buying either two of these three primes? Prime interceptor damage, prime export credit efficiency, or prime defiant cost efficiency? I I wasn't planning well, on. I, well, anything I, PVP, I don't care about. I told you I already had purchased one of them. That's where I was drawing you to. <laughs> Bubba, but you... only one. I have no interest. The, the rewards would need to have like three or four extra zeros in them for me to want to buy any of the other two primes. But one of them I found value in this month. Which was the export. Export. Mm -hmm. uh, now, what's crazy about this is that... And, and this has been raised. You're not alone in this, Bubba. I've received many, many comments on this, and I'm trying to, to, to think about my comments carefully here. I found it odd that Scopely launched the Prime before the Prime event. Okay? I, I yes. find it odd. Now, I'm not going to say wrong. I'm not going to say, you know, anything malicious about it because it was also disclosed. All right? But I did find Is it odd. Well, it was disclosed. So if right you hand. logged in, if you logged in at the start of the arc before the event calendar launched, right, you would have no way of knowing that. Was that prime up like minute one? It was up minute one. Oh. Yeah. Well, Mimi, that's what Bubba was just saying. The event calendar was prompt, but it did come up probably a couple hours late. And if this pack was up minute one of the arc, then for that two and a half, three hours, players would not have known that. So I do find it odd. I, I have not typically seen these types of things launch before the, the event launches with it. And even though it was put into the calendar, you know, I saw that. I mentioned it in the event guide video too. Like if you're looking at one of these, the 16th was the day to potentially look at, at buying those. Um, I am curious how Scopely might respond to a player like Bubba who said, hey, I already bought it. Give me some points in the milestone. You know, I don't know how that conversation is going to go. I so, really sympathize with those players, though, because of the whole, like, so often they just have an accompanying event. And but it's not every time. To come out with the event schedule. It isn't every time. That's it's fair. It's not every time. That's it's. It, uh, you're right. It's most times, but it's not every time. And... I would say when it has been the done the best in the past, the pack doesn't come out until the event. Like when they've done this right, the pack doesn't come out. The, and like sometimes there'll be two or three primes and only the event is for one of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And that pack doesn't come out until the event does. So I, you know, if the event, if the pack is in the store, 
I would assume that there is no event for that pack for that prime. That was I just I, I, I agree. I just put I in the chat I've, there I've was somebody to CS, and this was their response. They so basically CS said, is denying. Oh, yeah, they're denying. Well, credit. they said you purchased it before the event, therefore you don't get points for the event. Yeah, I'm sure CS has no clue like the context of the issue, but uh, in terms of they just say like, oh, it, zero does not equal one. That's my response. Uh, <laughs> but for the uh, event, yeah, I, I've frequently been bamboozled by Scopely just changing the pace on what they're supposed to typically do. Uh, like with the pack release, but I usually try to give it like that first six to eight hours for that news post to come out with the event calendar. Yeah. Just uh, do the sweep through just because I just because of the bamboozling, I've been hurt too. Hey, much. Baba, Baba, Lady Unalaska uh, has your solution. I just, saw that. Yes. Just go do 100 researches. Quit being a slacker. That's, that's it. I, I, and actually, I've done one. I only need to do 99 more. Oh, OK. Well, just you're, do the, uh, you're moving just, good. Just do the assaults research. Uh. Uh, yeah, you could burn through that pretty quick. Now, you know what's interesting here? Uh, I'm looking at Mont. Oh, okay, 10 points. 10 points. So you need to, yeah, 100. Okay, sorry. I was mistaken. I was going to say, I've got 40 points. There's no way I've Alligator? done 40 researches. Uh, so they're 10 points each, so you'd have to do 100 researches. Uh, apparently, I've done four. Uh, Gator? Gator said. Gator uh, is called Redeem Skill Level Trees. I thought the skill levels were not counting as research. See, skill levels don't count as research in the daily research event, not like the Bajoran Favors do. If you do a Bajoran Favor, it will count in a daily research event, but the uh, skills were not counting for me. Oh, so my they, they God. Count for researches, not power. They're zero-powered okay. researches? You son of a gun, are you kidding me? So the researches. So they well, researches. Well, see, I didn't think that they were, or at least they were coded differently, because I actually have unlocked skills during a research event and got no points. That's because there's zero power, but they actually count as a research. Oh my god, that is flipping hilarious, guys! Well, you know, like, there like is your there is your roadmap right here and now to a completely easy, simple, free to play heroic SMS. There you go. Go do 100 skills. Actually, can you even do 100 skills free to play? Probably not. No. After you buy a fleet commander. Maybe. You could at least get a, couple of mi- you could get a couple of milestones anyway. How many favors you got over in the Bajoran store? Bang a couple of those out. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, you do, hey, at the end of the day, you got a week. You got a week. Okay? Go. Go. God, I might be incentivized to buy Spock now, Bubba Joe. <laughs> I can throw like what's the rewards on I the I got uh, six days. Event? For me it's six billion dilithium, which is not small. I can't buy a pack with six billion dilithium in it. Okay, six billion dill is, is a fair amount for me. It's not even a mill. A bill, I mean. Mon Mon's got yeah, six yeah, billion dilithium in it. Um so <laughs> Shinzola says, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right, Shinzola, because I'm 52 as well. Six billion is just the top milestone, so it's actually got 12 billion in it. I mean, that's huge. I can't buy – Shinzola, can you buy a pack with 12 billion dill? I can't. All right. And, and listen, these, these heroic SMSs, to, to steer this back to a free-to-play perspective, they have always been for spenders. 
and and I have kind of always argued with the logic of them, Bubba. But at the end of the day, what they are for is to incentivize. See, this is more of Scopely setting a precedent, Bubba Joe. They don't realize that this kind of stuff hurts them more than it helps them. Okay? It helps them in that players are more incentivized to engage, right? Like, I'm looking at this right here, 12 billion dilithium. I can't buy a pack with 12 billion dilithium. So if I want 12 billion dilithium, then maybe I'll buy a prime. Maybe, quote unquote, Bubba Joe, I'll buy 12 billion dilithium and get two primes as, quote unquote, added value. All right? Especially, especially, especially now that we have informed you one and all that you can do this free to play or at least get some milestones look lady unaleska saying oh my god this is crazy bubba lady unaleska reports that because skills even though they because the research even though there's zero power they're also counting in the x borg solo leaderboard <laughs> Scopely, you make me smile. You know, I appreciate you. I was in a grumpy mood today, Bubba. Now I'm just laughing. Now I'm laughing on the inside. And the outside, it would seem. I am I'm so full. I'm so full of laughter. That's- hey, DJ, what's ironic is that if, uh, if you're an up-to-date free-to-play player, your one fleet commander is still stuck with all of the skills that you've already done. And you're sitting there waiting to spend because your fleet command center building isn't up to 30 yet. All right. Now, let's not mistake the intention of this event. I'm not saying oh, but, that, that you as a free-to-play are entitled to do this event. It was actually designed right. that you can't. All right. But our community is smarter than Scopely. So we're telling some players how they could potentially get some milestones, if not finish the event for free okay that's what we're doing here life hacks hashtag stfc hacks all right don't be jealous but you are right i will get at least i will get at least probably the first run maybe the second i doubt the second though well and and if you do that that's still significant rewards these are not small as a matter of fact bubba i'm gonna be watching this very closely over the next six days i might buy fleet commander spock because of this event see and this is this is the thing that scopely kind of hopes for with this style of event bubba joe although not directly they are not imagining they're not imagining the the ways that the community will manipulate this event all right but at the end of the day money's money right spend to spend okay they're going to make dollars if players look at this and realize it doesn't have to cost $200. I am very potentially likely to buy Spock for 50 bucks and finish that event where I get 12 billion dilithium. Like, that's a very real possibility for me. Okay? So, I am, uh, I'm going to be watching that, Bubba, over the course of, of this next six days to see if I could potentially unlock a few extra Spock shards. I, if I buy the $50 pack, Bubba, I'm still six shards short of unlocking him. So I, gotta, I got six days to, to get six shards. 
the odds are probably not in my favor. See, crazy, I'm with you. He says, I may grab Spock for $50 to unlock this. I am, oh, dude, you're there. You're there. Um, I get it. Bull, he's not arguing that it's not grindable. He's arguing that $50 finishes a $200 heroic event is the argument. Roger Workman's sitting at 74. Hey, you got six days. Your likelihood of getting one shard in the next six days, Roger, is probably pretty good. See, I'm closer to where Forgotten Shields is. I am, what did we say yesterday? Seven shards. Oh, where'd Trader go? So, uh, Trader, Trader will be back. Okay. Um, the other option, can you buy the other fleet commanders still, or are they all gone for right now? Um, yeah, I could buy seven of nine. Uh, but that would be a hundred dollars and not fifty. See, the only reason I would even I, consider Spock is because I'm already almost halfway there. I'm with you, by well, the way, Forgotten Shields. I'm at sixty-eight to one hundred and fifty. The chances of us pulling seven shards in the next six days is probably slim. Probably. So the the point that Captain Bull is trying to point, make <laughs> is that hey, you can grind seven. You can grind Spock. You cannot grind seven of nine. If you're going to spend money, spend money true. on someone you can't get it any other way. That's true. And that's a valid point. That that's is a valid, valid point. point. The opposite point of that is $50 today versus $100 today. Right. That's, that's another piece that you, you take into account there. So, uh, and again, I apologize. I'm not trying to make this segment about spending, but since you guys brought it up, there's, here's, there, there's a hack to this heroic event. And, and by the way, just to be fair, we've given you the free-to-play path towards it too. All right, free-to-plays can do this if you happen to have the available progression. All right, uh, very, very interesting information there. So, um, you know, and, and again, I'll, I'll wrap up with this, Bubba, before we take our final break. This is that, that Scopely double-edged sword. Look, here, we're now actually formulating ways to spend a couple of bucks, right? I'm thinking I want to spend 50 bucks. Bull's like, listen, I'd rather spend 100 and then finish grinding out Spock. Well, that's the intention, that's the intention, Bubba Joe. Scopely puts this event out to spur spending. They just intended for it to be their new primes. We found a hack. <laughs> we found a hack. Oh, my God. Okay. We're gamers. Yeah, we're gamers. We found ways around your mechanics. That being said, who actually wins? I tell this to my salespeople all the time, Bubba Joe. When somebody comes in and they're really rude, a terrible customer, it's not fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just work your guts out, and they argue with everything, and they got no basis in reality. Like, they look at a $60,000 truck and be like, I gave you 30 for it. I know you got it marked up. All right. Like, I don't – that's not fun for me. It's not fun for anybody. But at the end of the day, like, we keep chill, right, Bubba? Because if we sell them, who actually wins? If I sell them a car, who won? You did. We won, okay? I might not have made as much money as I would have wanted to, but I made something because despite what any car dealer ever tells you, nobody sells a car for a loss. Let me just throw that out there, okay? Life hack, Bubba Joe. Any dealer that has ever said, well, I'll take your deal, but we're losing money to sell it to you today. They're liars, okay? Like, get up and walk out. <laughs> If a car dealer claims that they're losing money to sell you a vehicle, they're lying. You're going to be too distracted to tell you that. Yeah, they're lying. <laughs> uh, that being said, Bubba, if I sold a car, even if I did lose money, which doesn't ever really happen, but if, if I made nothing, what did I do? 
And I know I'm slightly transitioning here, but I'm illustrating a point. What did I do? I put a car out on the road with my sticker on it. I put a customer out from my dealership who's going to come back to my service department, we hope. Somebody else is going to be like, oh, look, that's a nice new F-150. Where'd you get that? Oh, I got that from DJ's down the road. Go see him. What about your trade-in? Man, I really love that. I was wanting to buy that from you. What'd they give you for it? Oh, big money. <laughs> big money. They give me like they give me like 40 grand for it because guys brag about how much money they weaseled out of the dealership. I might have put 30 in it. They 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 tell people I got 40 in it. What does that do for me? That lets me sell that trade for 40 grand. Not usually, but it, it starts me there. At least the thinking is up. All right, there are other opportunities, which is exactly what's happening right here, Bubba. They wanted us to buy the primes. Captain Bull is arguing with me about spending 50 bucks. Like, no, 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 DJ, spend 100. Scopely shill. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way, Bull. I'm totally joking. I'm just loving I just never get to say that to anybody, so that's really cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bull wants me to spend $100 because he thinks it's going to be better for my long-term gameplay. I only want to spend 50 In either case, Scopely makes money. Scopely yeah, I makes- like to shill when, because so often, so many of these $100 packs are just trash, complete trash value and, a, and an insult at the price tag. So it's just, you get excited when something skyrockets above the trash to actually get close to the $100 valuation. And that's when you pointed out, saying, like, this is where you're actually getting a bargain. This is why I'm chilling amongst the trash. <laughs> there is a little gem here. And you should try it out. Sure. And, and that is kind of where we are. So look here, Fantabulous. Dude, that is awesome. Good for you. Fantabulous says, Bubba Joe, that she is one research away from the third milestone after doing Kirk skill points. Good for you. Good for you. You gamed the system, and you played the event as it was written. (laughs) They can't be mad. The point is, these events, in this particular case, Bubba Joe, also have the double-edged sword, which is what you and I were talking about earlier in the month, which is why you and I didn't spend anything until the Web Store event came out. Scopely is training us. And then they get freaking frantic when nobody's spending money. You want to know why? Why aren't people spending money? Because you're not paying them to. Launch the the rewards that we want. Right? The web store event. Let let me ask anybody. Again, this is is something that I do in in my dealership. This is part of the car business. We have a fast start bonus, Bubba Joe. It starts on day one, minute one. Okay. If, if I'm Scopely, the web store event is a fast start bonus. It goes up day one, minute one, lasts for 10 days, maybe 12, probably 10, and then it stops. Why? Why? It gets people kick-started. Bubba would have been more likely to spend early because of the web store event. The web store event waiting four days or three days to launch All that did was prevent players who do regularly spend from spending in the first three days, Bubba Joe. It should be a fast start. Incentivize people for dumping their cash early. 
just like the Prime event. Look at Bubba Joe, perfect example. He saw the Prime. He saw value in it. He bought it early. All you've done by launching the Prime event in week two, by launching the Prime in week one, is that you've, with a lack of more aesthetic terms, Bubba Joe, they ripped you off of the event rewards, specifically. I don't know that that's an appropriate position to take from a company who wants players to feel good about spending their money. Bubba, do you agree or disagree? Should those events have been day one, minute one? Should they have been synchronous with their packs? Or They should have been synchronous with their packs, 100%. At least synchronous with the, with the packs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Further, there's Whether they mo- want them to come out day one or day 10, they should have been synchronous with their packs. More, more incentive even to that of a fast start kind of thing, Bubba Joe, is that you now have a more accurate picture of what's going on the rest of the month. You know, we talked last month about how the Arc Runner had to be launching packs all month long. If you can, by, by the middle of the month, if you know you've hit, I don't know, call it 80% of your monthly goal, then you can relax a little bit, throw up some packs here or there. It doesn't have to be that mad rush like we seem to get at the end of every freaking month anymore where they load the packs with 75 different options. I don't know. This is just typical budgeting to me. I don't know. Call me crazy. I mean, am I wrong? Does the web store event belong on day one, Bubba? No. Oh, I don't think that it does. Okay. <laughs> I take so, back the last 20 minutes then. No, the the whole purpose of the web store event is they put it out there to, to, uh, to encourage spending, right? And okay. it, it almost never launched until like mid to late month. Right. It it more often launched in the last week of an arc than it ever did any time before that. Right. And that to me always signaled, hey, we would like you guys to spend more money. Here's some incentive to do so. Whether that's sales are down and we want to incentivize you, or sales are typically down at the end of the marks, end of the month, so we want to incentivize you. The web store is just it's it's an incentive to spend. Now there's if a risk Scopely, with that, though, Bubba. Correct. If Scopely is upset that their sales in the beginning of the month are not good, and so they want to move the web store event up, that's fine. Like that's it. All it is is an incentive to spend, right? That's intent is to drive spending. Once it ends, if spending falls off, they can't be surprised, right? And the thing that you know, I, and I don't know where Scopely's coming from with any of this, but this incentive to do something is what they have built into the game. And they've been trying to break it from us, right? They've been trying to convince us, we're not going to bring an ultra spend event. Go ahead and go spend your ultras. We're not going to bring back X event. Go ahead and do that thing. And don't keep hoarding that resource, right? They've tried to break us of, hey, let's talk about cloaking, right? How many people have been sitting on a cloak for seven months because they were waiting for this event to come back so they get paid for unlocking their cloak? I couldn't tell you how many people talked about that in the chat. There must have been a hundred messages that were like that in the chat. It's like, man, I've been sitting on this cloak for seven months waiting for this event to come back, and it finally did. Oh, my God. Really? I was one of them. I won't hit you again. So. Wow. So this is their own making, Right. And when they went to this path of incentivizing spend through the web store, right, they had to know that the conditioning they'd already have done to the players over four years of 
wait until you are rewarded to do whatever it is in this game was now going to apply to the web store. So they've already trapped themselves in the yes, mindset. They have. Yes, they have. And they've done nothing to try and break people of it. If they have, if they want to encourage spending throughout the entirety of the month, do an incentive in the first week and then another incentive in the second week and another incentive in the third week. Now, at some point, if you always have a sale, then you never but have a sale, right? That makes too damn much sense. But, right, right. but, so, but, but, but you know the, what that does, though? If the rewards were different officers without, and again, this is going to sound, you know, maybe pro-scopely. I don't necessarily mean for it to, but if you don't, if you don't know what those officers are and a, and a bang-up officer comes out, Bubba Joe, then you might be more likely to spend to get that officer. But it's that week. You're right. Then next week, it's a bum officer, so hey, I'll hang out for a little bit. But then in week three, you got another bang-up officer, or maybe it's a bum officer again in week three. You're like, okay, well, you know, at least I'm not feeling pressure to spend to get that thing. The, 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 you're right. Actually, running the Web Store event all month long would make a lot more sense with cycling rewards if they're not trying to, to pigeonhole themselves into players spending for a specific seven days. By the way, did you notice that the Web Store event was shorter this month than it ever has been? It's usually like 10 to 11 to 12 days. Correct. It was a week, seven days this time. All right. So um, I feel like you're exactly right. They have painted themselves into a corner because I do see some of this chat. Some people are like, well, day one, people are excited about it. People are excited about it, and they want to buy on it day one. But is that the right moral position to have? Okay, because if your game plan is to slight the early adopters, you're going to eventually find that you don't have any early adopters. Right? I mean, Bubba, I don't even know why you did it. Why would you buy that on day one? Because, again, when they have events for primes, they launch the primes with the events. My assumption was I could get use of this immediately. (laughs) And it was not going okay. to punish me. Okay, well, day one makes sense. But why our one? Yeah, maybe, maybe I can see it. But you know what? No, listen, Bubba, your position is exactly right. And you are not the only one. I've had dozens of PMs today about it. Dozens. All right? And, and I can't imagine that CS response, Jules, offensive. It is not good practice, Scopely, to punish the people who literally stand in line to hand you cash. I mean, come on. Use your noggin. Customer disservice. Use a noggin, please. Okay. God. That's why I like the idea of a fast start, Bubba. You know, I I do understand what you're saying, you know, because then they would just have this problem at the end of the month, but they can recover at the end of the month with specialty packs, reputation packs, the winter special packs, et cetera, et cetera. There are packs that they can put out that people are going to buy. At least you got a better barometer up front. And you might even you might even make, you know, more than what you expected with a fast start. At least you're more prepared. You know where you are. And you don't punish players like Bubba Joe. I I just feel like there's a better way to do this. Even if it pigeonholes them a little bit, Bubba Joe, there is a better feel-good way to do this that can still make them plenty of money. Bubba, if the web store event was day one through ten and they weren't on the mark, you know what they're going to do for you? They're going to sell you reputation at the end of the month. Count on it. 
It's what they do. What? That's good because I only need a reputation for one uh, now. <laughs> there you go. Bubba Joe's looking for a rep pack, guys. Okay. Um, a rep just... pack would be great for me because right. it would get me up to that next level <laughs> and then I could stop, you know, having to grind so much because, you know, I'm down at that one billion level. It's a terrible place to be. Mimi, I don't necessarily disagree, but their goals are never going to be normal. Mimi writes, we're joking about Billy uh, from accounting, releasing the good packs at the end of the month, Bubba Joe, to make their sales numbers good. But, you know, if they were making their numbers ahead of time, they wouldn't need to sell the good packs. No, see, that's, that's the opposite, right? They could make their numbers in the first 10 days. Then what's going to happen, Bubba Joe? Everybody spent. They're going to set new goals. Well, not necessarily, but spending is going to slow down. You said it's going to fall off. When the spending event goes away, spending's going to fall off. Then they're going to get into the last five days and panic and throw them up well, anyway. Well, not necessarily. So here's the thing, right? If they have, let's say they have week one content, week two content, and week three content, right? And they're releasing packs at each of those weeks, okay? So just follow me here for a second. Mm -hmm. And so let's say for this first one, the week one content is only um, uh, the, uh, the, the new building. Right. Okay. So the new building is, uh, you know, it's it's you get the uh, packs to upgrade the new building, and then the second week is uh, the Armada directives, and the third week is something else. So just take take that as an example for this month, right? Sure. That's how they wanted to uh, roll this out, right? Well, now what you're doing is maybe if the sales are bad in the first week, maybe that's an indication that the pack isn't any good. Maybe it's an indication that that feature isn't something the players want. Maybe it's an indication that it's not what the players want, right? You can look at that and say, is this something we need to be able to react to specifically? But when you release everything at the beginning of the month, you have and there's no engagement, you don't know it's if it's not if it's because there isn't a sale, right? Is there is it because we don't have the web store event? Is it because the feature is bad? Is it because uh, the players aren't engaged in this? Is it you know, what is the reason that is, you know, if if they release everything? So it, it's a disservice to themselves to release everything at the beginning of the month because yeah. now if things are not bad, then they don't know how to adjust. They don't know what to do. Now, well, that's a good point because always... we did end up seeing an artifact adjustment and who yep. knows what spurred that, but we did see an artifact adjustment uh, here, which does – I don't, don't want to say that it's blatantly obvious to me, Bubba Joe, but, but they're giving more players access. They're giving the test drive mechanic. They're giving the taste. Now, if people were, were leveling up their artifact gallery hand over fist and they're making millions, I don't know that they go in and make the change. I mean, I, I am being very presumptuous here, so don't, don't, you know, don't take that as gospel. But, I mean, does that what, – what does this change say to you, Bubba Joe? Were they so successful change, with it or was this I think, player feedback driven? I think the change says to me that it's – it's not only player feedback driven, but it's probably there's also some metrics involved, right? That they had a goal that they were going to sell X number of directive packs or X number of building packs or X number of this. And they didn't meet that goal, right? They thought one weekend they would have sold X and they didn't meet that goal. And they said, okay, well, why is that? Let's go get some player feedback and let's see if we can suss out why that may have been. I don't think Scopely does anything that's not money driven. Like I, I really don't. They can release a crappy feature and a crappy arc and a crappy event schedule. If the sales are fine, they're not going to ask us a thing. 
I just don't think that they are. We can whine and complain. They'll be like, hey, you're still, you know, you're spending stuff. And people blame whales all the time. The whales are still spending, so they're not going to do anything about it. I think that there's whale spending, and then there's people spending on the new feature. And there are different buckets. The money is not the same color, right? There's a mm. limited spend. Players will get to op 60 and stop, right? They'll stop buying certain packs, right? They don't need station packs anymore. They may not need a lot of different packs once they get to that point. So they may only need ship packs at that point. So you can't count on those. Those packs are limited, right? There's going to be a finite shelf life to all of them. What they want to be looking at is, are we selling this new widget, this new feature? Because we've got this four-year plan that depends on players engaging in this feature, both in some spending and some free-to-play aspect, right? And so if they're not meeting it, that's when they're going to act. Now, maybe Scopely is a little different now. Maybe they have changed some of their colors and they're acting exclusively on player feedback. But I don't think that's the case. I think that they, I suspect that they were looking at their numbers and saying, this isn't where we want it to be. They moved up the web store event and that the, what we saw today may not be the end of what we see. There might be more changes coming, but this is the stuff that they could agree to push out immediately and then move on. That's what I think is happening is that they're seeing something both on a financial end and a player feedback end, and they're acting on the information that they have. Now, I don't think that this fixes everything about this loop. I still have some issues with the way this loop works, but I think that all of the changes they made are positive. They're all concur. steps in the right direction. Yeah, I, I do concur. And again, remember, you don't need everybody to, to buy in swagger like you know you look at the changes that were made here they it's not often like let me just be blunt it's not very often that scopely actually balances benefits for spenders and free to play i think they did on this one all right and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take you know any credit on that i mean they did talk to us bubba we had some ideas but they came with these ideas and and i was like you know i can get behind that i can endorse that because I think it isn't that positive. So, yeah, I, I think I tend to agree with you, Bubba. These changes are definitely trying to spur uh, financial movement. But again, like I said at the very beginning of the show, I don't fault them for that. I know why they're here. I know what they are as a company. I know that they're trying to make money. As long as they're providing me value, I'm happy to provide money in exchange for the value of what I am expecting to get or and or my entertainment or this or that. Bubba, we spend money... For a reason, I mean, if you really look at this in real-world goods, this is ridiculous. What we spend on this game is absolute insanity. There is no tangible good brought from this. This is purely abstract entertainment. Yet we do it, why? We do it when we perceive the exchange of abstract goods, uh, or the receipt of abstract goods, Bubba Joe, which would be endorphins, satisfaction, entertainment, sure. happiness. And this isn't a new concept, and it's not exclusive to Scopely. You know, we we were talking earlier in the chat, people were asking, hey, you know, the, with the artifacts, hey, did anyone ever play the original Star Trek CCG? They had a card type called artifacts, and here is some of the ones that they had. By the way, I wanted to point out, one of their artifacts was 
Data's head. Yes, so I, saw, aware. I saw. I saw. I saw. Um, <laughs> but so so like this is not a new concept. When you decide to, if you release something that has value, players will want to engage in it either with their time or their money, and it can be a free to play engagement and it can be a paid engagement. And so maybe you know it's possible, right? I'm I'm, a, I'm assuming a financial derivation maybe it was we expected a hundred and fifty thousand formation armadas to be run and there were only two thousand yeah or there were only ten thousand that's good now we're now we're in trouble right if people don't like this then what do we do to to encourage them to continue to engage so maybe it's not even financial maybe it's just we were expecting so many of these armadas to be run and we didn't hit that number how do we get people to be more engaged in this? And they make this change. So how do we allow players to quote unquote, get their first taste? We need to show them the benefits of these artifacts in exchange for them wanting to engage. Cause I have seen plenty of players saying, yeah, I'm going to take a pass on this. I've seen that a lot. Yep. All right. So, uh, it, it, you know, listen, I I agree, Deli. It could have been worse. It could have been what they did with assaults and just abandon it and run. (laughs) <laughs> that, that's certainly possible. Go ahead, Blue, with the final thought on this. We are way overdue for a break. Uh, Blue, go ahead with your final thoughts on uh, on the artifacts, galleries, changes, the heroic, all of it. What do you got? Well, I would like to make one note, and that is uh, they did have that story mission uh, with the uh, nerdy Gorn collector uh, that actually walked you through the feature, and I thought that was something I really hadn't seen before. Or actually, like, do a refine. Like, do this. Like, this is what we added. We actually told you about it in-game. It's actually possible, like all the other games around. They yeah. have tutorials, too. It was. I, I actually saw one. that mission. Uh, I saw it as kind of a hybrid of field training and a normal mission. Because, Blue, you're right. Yeah. It actually prompted you to take action in the game. So if you didn't have any of the currency or if you needed to go run the Armada or, you know, needed to earn a shard, like, you had to do it to to yeah, complete I, those milestones i didn't have like you know the um let's call them enlightened individuals who are just like how do i refine or like you know whatever just blaring an ac you know like how do i do this like simple thing but well, on know, the other hand blue uh lloyd's yeah, points out that they out. did have you do it before the solo leaderboard which was poor planning <laughs> but you're right baby steps on the sure. on the training cool 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 thanks baby blue steps. mandalorian appreciate that and bubba for your commentary we got to take a break we're way overdue when we come back armada's here armada's there armada's everywhere bubba joe's going to come to you with an exclusive breakdown on what armadas are scoring the best and strategies on which armadas might be better for you from a loot perspective or from an event perspective armadas all over the galaxy my alliance chat is an absolute chaotic mess today because there's 10 different styles of armadas happening. Which ones are scoring the best? We'll tell you about that on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a moment. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call, 678 
888-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This portion of the show brought to you by crazybunch.org. Are you old like Bubba Joe and get tired playing video games? Surtail has a solution for your health and wellness needs, especially while gaming. You could try an energy gummy for those long incursion events or just to keep yourself conscious while you're doing all that mining. Surtail is an independent distributor of all aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or visit crazybunch.org for more information. This program is made possible in part by a grant from the Dyslexic Crisis Hotline. Call 922-2662. That's 229-6226. Once again, that number is 292-6262. Looking to book your next vacation but can't find an airline with pilots? At Blue Sky Airlines, we train our pilots just enough to land and take off, but not nearly enough to demand more money. Instead, our budget prioritizes your safety, and we've added three-point harnesses for all passengers, as well as doubling down on flotation devices. Blue Sky Airlines, where we'll most likely get you up and plop you down. Everything else in between is your problem. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a cocktail. I guarantee your pilot will be doing the same. Passengers must sign a pre-flight waiver before boarding. Blue Sky Airlines cannot be held accountable for rough flight patterns, turbulence, or any other flight disturbances. We'll return after these messages. What the heck is happening? It's a commercial. Just fast forward it. I can't. It's live TV. What is live TV? Can't we just skip this? No. But we skip the ads on YouTube. But this is cable. What's cable, Daddy? It's live TV. We're going in circles here. Doesn't YouTube have live TV? Yeah, but the actors on cable actually get paid. Those people you watch on YouTube playing with those creepy dolls, they're just doing it because they're weirdos. Yeah, but at least there's no commercials. You got me there. So what do we do now? We wait till the show's back on. This is dumb. Put on Netflix. We don't need no tennis lessons.
Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you. Sorry for the extended break there, Bubba. I uh, I was I was parsing data. I had things to go through. <laughs> Welcome back in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Where um, I am I am losing my voice, Bubba Joe. You're gonna have to take over here, okay? Uh, it's, it's all you. And the show's over. And welcome back to the Bubba Show, everybody. Um, appreciate you guys all being here. Now, before the break, I teased a bit of a knowledge bomb. Now, you know, I will say, there is something, there is something amazing uh, when we get to do teaching, Bubba Joe. I know sometimes we get a little wordy. I even maybe get a little ranty sometimes. But at the core of it, we've always tried to do teaching. What I'm loving right here is that our community is supporting each other. Now, I might have the engine. I might have the medium, the content. I didn't know about the fleet commander skills, but somebody said it. Somebody said it. We verified, right? And it's working. And look at all of these people. Godfather Traveler just writes, thank you for the pro tip on commander skills for the heroic SMS using research scoring. I shared it in our AC. We're going ham. I just got a message here just a moment ago. Um, Let's see. Where is it? Right here. Got 800 points off of Fleet Commander skills. Thank you so much for my free resources. These are, this is amazing stuff. I, I just appreciate the community sharing this information. I didn't know that, Bubba. Did you? I didn't. I did not. I did not. Okay. So, I mean, that's cool. And then we can do that. Now, I maybe didn't know the information. Bubba didn't have the information. But you know what we, you know what we got, Bubba Joe? A big old audience. We got, we got a big old audience. All right, Wham says, why don't you just listen to me? Wham, raise your hand. Why don't you come and talk, huh? <laughs> come up on the stage. I can't read all the chat. All right, listen, we've got a big audience. People, for some reason, Bubba Joe, listen to this crazy show. I have no idea why they do it. They're crazy people. Listening to a furry cat man talk about a video game for three hours at a time. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. But they do. And now this information is out. Good. Go do it. Omicron, I don't know that that's, I don't know that that's, I mean, I guess they could. But, I mean, I guess they could close it off, Bubba. But, the, but the, this, this is the mechanic. It says research. We knew that skill points were research. I just knew that they weren't counting in the daily, Bubba Joe. Would you know what this tells me? You know what this tells me, Bubba? It probably does satisfy your daily for completing two researches or one research, depending on what level you are. Probably does do that. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't apply power. Gator says it does. Forgotten Shield says 100% does. Can confirm. That's why you guys knew that it was a research and further that you knew it was a $0 research. Good. And you know what, Joker, you're right. You probably only get to do this once unless you have extra commanders sitting around. You know, I agree, Fantabulous. It's not like you could do it again without buying another fleet commander or command center packs. Agreed. But this is the mechanic of this one. It hasn't been this way in the past, Bubba Joe. I don't know that there's been a grinder's path. You know what, if anything, if anything, Omicron's probably right. In an effort to give us a grinder's path, they actually opened up a back door. Usually, it's not this way, Bubba Joe. It's usually buy this prime, period. Right? Back door, you say. Huh? Back door, you say. Yeah, why? 
What? What did I do? What yeah, a... Star Wars, man. You need to keep up with these these references. <sighs> What's wrong with the back door? There's nothing wrong with the Is back it door. Squeaky? The Ewoks are going to show the Ewoks are going to show you the back door. Oh. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I know what an Ewok Whoa. is. I know what an Ewok Whoa. is. I don't know what it means. What do you mean they're going to show me the back door? What does that even mean? <sighs> you need to watch Return of the Jedi, like, right now. You need to go in. We're going to stop the podcast. You're going to go watch Return of the Jedi right now. Yeah, maybe later. All right. Maybe maybe later. <laughs> now, Blue, yours. You know what, Blue? I... <laughs> Can I be vindictive for a second? You say it's not a $100 payout, um, but your heroic SMS is also $200 cheaper than mine and Jules, so neater, neater, okay? That's what you get. Uh, <laughs> um, mine is certainly more than a $100 payout, all right? I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and actually check it out as far as the Dill comparison, but uh, yeah, like I said, I don't, have an, I don't have any pack that can give me $12 billion dilithium. So, I mean, I'm good. Good with it. Uh, anyway, Bubba Joe. Mm-hmm. Armadas. We know they're your favorite. We know that you love them. And we know that you were ultimately behind this choice of event. You consulted with this month's Arc Runner. You said, hey, give me a day. Give me one day, please. Actually, preferably four. That my entire Alliance chat will be crammed with nothing but notifications and the word in. Further, can we make it so that we can run 10 different styles of Armada all at the same time so that when somebody says in, we still have no freaking clue what they actually mean they're in to? Okay? Now, I joke about this. I know it's chaotic. I know it's chaotic, and I joke about this. Bubba? I'm going to make a glaring admission, and I do not regret it. Let me be very clear. If anybody from Scopely is listening to this and thinks I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidestep this one, listen, you guys know I've made event decisions in the past. I endorse this event. I'll tell you why, Bubba Joe. I'll tell Please. you why. I endorsed damage, first of all. It's better than kills. It's better than starts. Okay. I like damage. That means everybody gets to score. Even if they die, they score. Okay? A. B. There is no shortage of directives in this game if you pull them all together. (laughs) All right? True. No shortage. All right? This is an opportunity for you to burn whatever you're sitting on bulk of. All right? Do something. Just out of curiosity, when was the last time anybody in here ran a burial ship armada? Now, granted, they're not paying great points, Bubba Joe, so I'm not saying that everybody should be in there. They're not, you know, that's not your number one scoring mechanism here, okay? But they do only cost 20 directives. So, Bubba, three-minute timer, 20 directives, and they are normal directives, Hammer. You're absolutely right. This is why... Forgotten Shield says, whatever you have a surplus of, me personally, I'm sitting on about 10,000 normal uncommon directives. I've got plenty. So I could spend 20. Bubba Joe, it's a three-minute timer. So in the time that I could do a normal armada, 15 minutes, I could actually run five burials. 
Now, in that 15 minutes, if I'm comparing apples and apples, Bubba Joe, I actually score more points off a burial than I do off a singular FKR Armada as a group. Just throwing that out there. That's one that you can look at if you're wanting to spend normal directives and you can't find enough FKR ones out there, Bubba Joe, because their respawn timers are terrible. Right? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's an option. We have traditionally talked about Swarmadas. Great source of points, Bubba Joe. Great source of points. But they cost very valuable rare directives. Very valuable rare directives. They're very expensive. So I don't know that that's the right way to go. They give great points, but but very expensive to run them. What else? Exchange. Hey, exchange has always been and will always continue to be an amazing target. It's a timer that's only seven minutes. You can run two of them in a standard 15-minute window, Bubba Joe. And if you are well along in your stellar research, they give fantastic points. I scored something like $280 million earlier today in an exchange armada. That's good. Seven minutes. I'll take her. But there are new targets in the game. New targets in the game. All right. Hey, Blaine Pro says, what about Doomsday Armadas? You're referring to the to the burial ships. Right? Oh, wait. No, you can't do. So, Blaine, you could do the Doomsday Armadas. If I remember, Bubba, they do hand out good points. Uh, but those directives are not available anymore. You can't get them. You can't buy them. So, if you had some left over, you could use them. Uh, if you don't have any, then you can't get them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't like to really necessarily talk about that one unless, you know, they started sourcing those directives again, Bubba. But, you know. And by the way, I've got 33 of them. I could go run Dumatas. I've got 33. But um, not everybody has or can get them. Now, we've got a couple of new targets in the game, Bubba Joe. Some that have come out since the last time we had an event like this. So let's talk about them. We got Bajoran, um, Jem'Hadar. Solo Armadas, right? The, uh, the, the Dominion Solo Armadas. We've got Borg yep. Solo Armadas. We've got Expansion yep. Cube Armadas, which are group. And now yep. these new formation targets. All right? Yep. Let's break these down one at a time. Let me start with the brand new one, because obviously the formation targets are going to be the ones that pay out the best. Obviously, right? Nope. Huh. Interesting. Why not? Because they don't have enough hole. They don't have enough hole. Easy. Simple. They don't have enough hole. Okay? Typically, when you're going after a damage event, guys, you're looking at targets with incredibly high numbers of shield and hull. Plus, Mimi, you're absolutely right. Nobody has a bajillion format of directives to burn. Exactly. So, Bubba Joe, what do a lot of us have? at least a fair number of, that can give points. Obviously, that wouldn't necessarily be the expansion cube. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a sec. Oh, I can start a bunch of expansion cubes. I could probably start a couple. I don't know if I can start a bunch. Uh, let me look and see. Maybe I can. I don't know. Where are those? Other tab? Other tab. Other tab. It's in the other tab, I think. I hope. There it is. Expansion cube direct. Well, holy smokes. Yeah, I can start a handful of those. I got 4,200 of them. <laughs> All right. Cool. 
All right? So expansion cubes, by the way. By the way, what is the nature of the expansion cube? How do we defeat it, Bubba Joe? There's two components to defeating an expansion cube in the quote-unquote proper way, right? Mechanic A is just to get stupid amounts of damage, right? There's research for bonuses, right? We've got to, we've got to use the ship that's got like a 50,000% damage boost. And then we want whole breach. And then we want criticals, right? It's all about increasing damage. Why, Bubba Joe? Why do I need gazillions of damage against a, uh, an, uh, uh, an expansion cube target? Because uh, they have a lot of hull. <laughs> there you go. Ding, 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 everybody. Ding, ding, ding. They have a ton of shield and hull. There you go. All right. Tons of shield and hull. Now... They are tough, right? We need to use the damage. And by the way, for the purposes of this event, probably do actually want to be using a Vidar. Talios. Talios, that is. Unless you're Bubba Joe and you use a level 60 ship, that's fine. But you could. That's exactly right, Sanguine Otter. The why, amounts of shield and hull are scaled by 35,000%. Why can't you use both? Well, I mean, you can. Um, but your normal G5 ship isn't getting 35,000% damage output. Now, unless, which I don't know, unless your ship just naturally does 35,000% more damage than Italios. I don't think that that would be accurate, but it's certainly possible. But I don't know. I mean, clearly, I don't know. Um, so, I do think the Italios is going to sink you more damage, therefore get you more points. All right. What's the second piece of doing an expansion cube? Which people do hate this part, but we're going to talk about it. What's the second piece of it? Solo Aratus. Well, no. The second piece of the expansion cube is reducing its damage output. Which right? you do by doing a solo armada first. Correct. Okay, sorry. I thought you were leading to the solo scoring. I was referring to the fact that you probably do want to use the Talios. That way you can get the buff, that way you can reduce the damage because their damage output has also been scaled up ridiculously, but you get the Exos that reduce the damage output, giving you the time to chew through the fat and score massive mega points. Okay? But, Bubba, not everybody can do expansions. Not everybody has a bunch of directives. So... Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Okay? Good option for you, though, if you can. Here's something, Bubba Joe. We have the opportunity to earn 200 directives a day, 100 in each of these particular loops, every single day free to play. That would be Jem'Hadar and Borg. Well, let's take a look at Solo Armadas. Now, before we jump into the scoring piece of it, and you guys will be able to tell, Okay, you'll absolutely be able to tell by looking at the target. How much shield? How much hull? I'm looking at, for example, Bubba Joe, a level 54 Borg Sphere. It has 1.2 billion hull and 1.2 billion shield. Ding, 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 everybody. Big time points. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys remember that scoring problem with Solo Armadas here a couple of months ago? 
where it only scored off the smallest ship. Rude Dude says it's the one that starts the Armada. Is that accurate? I thought it was the smallest ship. Nope, it's the smallest ship. It's the smallest ship, Rude Dude. It's the same bug that we got a couple of months ago. Your lowest power ship. Dag on it, Bubba Joe. Dag on it. All right? The smallest ship is the only one that scores points. Yep. All right? Now, this bug did exist. They fixed it. And now it's back in true scopely form. Because that's what we do. We fix things, then we break them again so that we have to fix them again. All occurring after we built it in the first place. So really, technically, we're doing the same job three times because that is efficient. All right. So, Hammer, Echo did not say it was intended. He just said that everyone was affected by the same game mechanic. Which is why there won't be an adjustment. And I've got Correct. a communication from Live Ops as well, which simply says, hey, daggone it. That obviously wasn't intended, Bubba Joe. But, but, it does affect everybody. Everybody's on the same playing field. And it alters how you need to approach this event. Because, Bubba, it obviously makes sense that Solo Armadas would probably be the best opportunity. After all, it's one set of directives, and you get three ships worth of damage. It naturally should and, be the target of destination for this event. And as you pointed out, there's no coordination involved. There's no uh, someone showing up with a Dideridex and stealing all your points of a group armada. Sure. There's lots of benefits to a solo. Absolutely. And Count DeVille, honestly, I'm with you. I'm with you. I've been saving solo armada directives for this event. Daggone it if Scopely didn't break it. However, you're not necessarily out, are you, Bubba Joe? It just depends on how much you value that loot. So, Bubba Joe, clearly and obviously, your priority of scoring targets is as follows. The exchange target is number one. Uh, sorry, the, the, uh, uh, the crap, the expansion cube, number one, Okay. If you're going with uh, abundance of directives, exchange is very good, but it's going to be an extra time sink. Burial armadas, okay, very cheap to run, is going to require just a ton of time. Swarmadas, great points, very expensive. Solo armadas, low, I say low points, but maybe a more accurate statement, Bubba Joe, would be sacrificing one path for another. Because the Borg and the Dominion solo armada loop are very, very dependent on you getting loot to open chests to continue to get more loot and open more chests. But Bubba, if the event is only scoring on the smallest ship, if the event is only scoring... On the smallest ship. How do you fix that? As we're talking about gaming events in this game. Well, then have your smallest ship do the most damage. <laughs> How do you do that? Uh, you have your smallest ship do the most damage. Did I stutter? <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. How can a small Just ship... Just remove the other two. Th oh. There you go. That's, that's one option. Well, interesting. How about 
that's still our armada, Make isn't it? The smallest ship, the only ship. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that does come with a sacrifice. Yep. You're going to have to punch because, down, Bubba Joe. Yep, you're not going to be able to solo the ones you could normally solo. You would have to punch down. That's right. You know me. You have to punch down a little bit. And do it with one ship. Now, sacrifice time comes in that you're running, you're, you're going to get less loot. Ken Shadow yep. says, I wonder if you could run loot crew on a large ship. And still be able to salvage the amount of loot? Probably not. Okay? Because you're going to have to punch down probably more than one level. To be perfectly honest with you, you could probably have to punch yeah, you, down a couple you, levels. So, I think what that, what that player is suggesting is, could you run, instead of trying to solo a solo armada with one ship, would it make sense to, let's say, put your Cisco and Miles and critical damage and boosts on your smallest ship, put loot crews on your other ships and have your smallest ship do a majority of the damage. Is that something that can work? And that's something I've seen other people suggest. I think that that is a viable strategy as well. Assuming you have three ships that are doing roughly the same amount of power, um, or you have a huge bonus on that smallest ship, like with the Talios, um, that you could do something like that. Or um, So I, I think that there are lots of ways to do this. But the point is, and this is, you know, and I'm sorry I'm jumping to the end here because I am going to fall asleep with my headphones on. (laughs) The point is, is that it's a choice. Do you want to engage in the event? There are strategies to engage in the event. Do you want to maximize your loot? There are strategies to maximize the loot. Would it be great if those two systems overlapped? Yes. But in this case, they don't. So do you want to compete in the event or do you want to maximize your loot based on the directives you have? And that's a choice each player gets to make, which is why I'm not terribly upset that they didn't pull the event or do something drastic like say that you can't do solos, right? They pull that from the scoring or do something like that. So I'm not overly upset about this event. Like a lot of players I saw in the chat uh, during the day and in the regular Discord, they were all up in arms about this. And I wasn't tore up about it. Because it's presenting the exact same challenge to every player. It is at least universal. Maybe it's not working the way that it's written, but it is universal and does provide um, a choice. And moreover, this is why, not this specific reason, Bubba Joe, but this is part of my general mindset when... I am fully endorsing, excited even, when I'm speaking with the Arc Runner and saying, wait, you're going to do every Armada, like all of them? He's like, yup. And I'm like, dude, that's freaking great. And it really, it really honestly is. A, why would I say that that's great? Exactly what Bubba just said. Choice. Choice. All right, I am totally fine with choice. Okay? Now, here's the thing, Count DeVille. Whether or not it works properly or not, it is universal and the same. And scoring is going to be different on every single one of these targets. There is actually strategy. Right, Benny Hill? I see him writing in the chat. 
He likes the event. It's actually strategy, just like Bubba Joe. There is a way or a reason to do this. If you don't want to separate with your solo Armada directives because you do need the most loot, then go take a look at some of these expansion cubes. Hopefully you've accumulated a few of them. All right. Squirrel Noggin says, or spend money. Buy the projectiles and, uh, projectile and go grind hostels. That is another thing that is not working exactly proper, but again, is universal. And, Noggin, I'm going to point out, I'm going to point out that it's not exactly a gimme. Bubba Joe, if I'm not mistaken, tell me if I'm wrong, on the armadas that you're able to hit, you're scoring billions of points. Is that correct? That is correct. Billions of points. Okay. You would have to grind a lot of hostels. A lot of hostels to score billions of points in the span of one and a half minutes. <laughs> Just throw that out there. Now, Squirrel Noggin, you, you say action hostels. I don't disagree. Good target. Good target. But can you do multiple billions in 90 seconds? I don't know. <laughs> Canine Tooth, you whale. He says, why do we need to go lower to single ship? Bubba, look at that ridiculousness right there. <laughs> it's a beautiful set of double Ds you got there, Canine Tooth. Uh, yeah, I like it. Now, Jules Verne shows a level 49 Apex. All right, let's take a look because there is – now, here's the, here's the tricky thing about those Apex, Jules. Are you still on the stage? Yeah, you are. Jules, here's the tricky thing about those Apex. If you're going to use Tau, do you score as many points? Oh, no. Oh, no. Because what does Tau do? So let's remember. Let's remember here real quick, guys. Most people can't punch up that big on those Axions because they're only doing it because of Tau. Why does Tau work? Tau strips Hull. Hull that is stripped does not score. So how do we do it without Tau? And some of you are going to say, well, I can't. Because, Jules, that ship is 2.4 billion in strength. It does DPR of only 3 million, which we've talked about, very, very low, which is why Tau works. It gives you time to strip it. Shield health, 2.6 billion. Hull health, 2.1 billion. So, Bubba Joe, there is a target, a level 49 action hostile that could potentially could potentially score as much as your solo armada. Well, I mean, DJs, the whole point is that the people that are using the projectile and hitting hostiles are grinders. So they'll sit there, they'll sit in a lower level than their mantis can hit, and they'll hit 100 hostiles per, per cell. So even if each hostile is only giving half a billion points, they're going to hit hundreds of them. Well, where... uh, we, we noticed this during the crit damage SLB where there was people just sitting in, in the acting space until their fingers were bleeding. But it also comes down to time, right? We don't necessarily dislike grinder style leaderboards. That's the whole point 
of what we're trying to do here, Jules, is find what gives the most amount of points in the fastest amount of time so that ultimately, if we do have more time, we can score more points. Let's look at or a little... what's Or what's gated, right? We're gated by directives. We're also gated by cells to get in the Actian. So where do you use your gates? So, for example, let's draw this comparison. Very good point. Uh, a level 40 Actian hostile, for example. 301 million hull health. If I'm not using Tal, if I'm actually going to wipe that thing out, then I've only got eight, maybe ten cells that I could use in a day. All right, maybe two if you add them over the next day. That's 300 million apiece. I can probably knock a few of those out. Okay, fair. Um, but I have limited runs into that system, and I'm sitting there grinding ten cells, which obviously is going to take a long time. Or... I can go run a solo in 90 seconds and accomplish something faster. We could also look at the uh, the uh, the Vinculum Armada, the, the expansion cube, which does take 15 minutes, but it pays out big points. This is all a part of the strategy, though, Jules. Can I grind it? Yes. Can I steal it by paying for a projectile? Actually, the answer is no. Uh, possible possible obviously you're going to get good points out of it but will uh, a spender a that. will a spender absolutely run away with this event like they do in what we would deem a spender's leaderboard yes in this event because it's broken I don't know what, what do you mean broken I don't mean, know if you've noticed this DJ but the text says uh if you damage an armada with a projectile, but what it means is if you damage anything, I with know a projectile, that. I know that we just said including that. hostiles, including so hostiles. Just saying is, you could, you know, you can run out of directives, but you know, you're still blue. You can still keep pace with it. With nobody, nobody's going to run out of directives, okay? Because all armadas count. That's that's the key. Now, I'm not saying that the event is working mechanically. Clearly, it's not. There's two key problems with it. Solo Armadas are one, and the projectile is one. That being said, again, everybody's working with the same scoring mechanics. It's up to you guys to engage in the activity and or pay for the assist in such a way that's going to allow you to be competitive if you so choose. You see what I'm saying, Blue? Like... Players, I would be willing to bet. Now, call me crazy. If you added up every directive, every directive in their inventory, they could not possibly run out before this event expires. All right? I, I, I would be willing to take that bet. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I feel comfortable making that, making that, that claim. Bubba, if you took every Armada directive in any random player's account that's 26 plus or 30 plus, whatever you want to say. All the directives total. Blue, there is not enough time remaining in this event for them to run them all. I don't believe there is. Not when you count Swarm or FKR or uh, Jem'Hadar or Borg Solo or Expansion Cube or Formation or whatever the heck else targets we've got. There's so many. Doomsday. Burial ships. All of them. They all count. Exchange. I mean, who's not sitting on hundreds, if not thousands, of exchange directives? 
Well, even I'm if not... you stack all those up, uh, you know, you're running armadas, you know, it's just sitting around in circles to get, you know, good points. But, you know, you could be popping, getting billions of po- uh, a hostile kill, grinding away while those ships are idle in those circles. Well, you could be doing both. Absolutely. You could be, which is why I'm not going to fault the the projectile counting. I, it, it shouldn't be counting on hostiles. Agreed. But it does. It further incentivizes people to buy that projectile. That's what Scopely was after anyway with the whole freaking metric in the first place. They wanted people to buy the projectile. All right. You can pay to advance. I'm not even going to say skip grind in this one, Bubba Joe. You can advance in this event. All right. But I still don't think that somebody who owns the projectile is going to clear and away run away with it. They could if they strategize and know the game well enough, Blue. But most common players who go and buy this projectile, they're probably not going to hit the appropriate targets. Probably. I will say that I actually do enjoy the ratio of the spent projectile bonus points to the actual regular points. Yeah. So it's, they basically get three points for every two points we make. When that critical damage, I think it was the Polaron beam SLB came out, it, it was, was like a 10, 10 to it 1. It was 10 points. That's it right. It was, yeah. There's that no competing. Was, yeah, that was a clear and away spender's event. This one is, is you're right, it's three points compared to two points. All right. And, Much better. And, and it, yeah, it, it is a little bit better. So, listen, could it be better? Yes. It could be better. This one's not clear. This was not nearly as offensive as I have seen in the past. And again, despite its mechanical failures in its design and intent, if y'all want to be upset about it, then you can look no further. I actually endorsed it. I did. I love the idea of strategy, Bubba Joe, point scoring, uh, importance for you as a player, what's available for you as a player. What do you have a surplus of? What do you have the time to do? Any target. Any target. Do what you want. Player choice. Ding, ding. I like it. Bubba Joe, final thoughts on that. We're going to have to skip the killing game. Uh, but you, wanted re- you really wanted to talk about the Armada event today, so there we go. We did. We'll have to come no, back to the I'm killing good. game. I'll have to come back to the killing game thing. I know it, it, it's getting late for Bubba Joe. He's like, oh, I'm so tired. Uh, I don't think we, we've got – we've not gone that long. We are two hours – we're just shy of three hours right now. Just shy. Wait, no, that's not right. What happened? Oh, you know what? We were going to start at like 6.30, Bubba Joe, but then we did like 20 minutes of gold in the very front, didn't we? Yeah, see, my, my tape is actually rolling timer on the actual show, and it's only at like two hours and 50 minutes right now. But we did we did do twenty minutes of we did do twenty minutes of gold in the very front. Okay, all right. Uh, then then let's do this. We will skip the ending and uh, trader trader's back. Yo, what's up, trader? What you doing? You want to do some battleship? Oh, trader fell asleep too. <laughs> there she is. Nope, I'm, there. I'm here. Yes. Uh, you yes. want to do some battleship? We can do battleship and then be Absolutely. done in like five minutes. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's, ah, go let's for do it. it. All right, here's how we do Battleship now. Uh, I'm going to draw names. Trader, you pick. I think on the prize sheet, I wrote down four. Let me look. I had the prize sheet open. Where'd it go? Here it is. 
Oh no, I did write down five. Yeah, five's a nice round number. Five's right, a nice round number. So, um, here's what we did. Uh, Trader, if you check the Battleship Clues room, Battleship Clues room has been updated. All guesses are in there, including the off-air ones. They're all there. So if you've got a card, you can update it, you can share it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My voice is getting ready to die. <clears throat> so, Trader, what we're going to do very quickly is draw five names. They have 24 hours from this moment. Contest. Oops, spell it right. Contest pick. They got 24 hours from this moment, Trader, to respond with their guests if they don't happen to be in the voice right now. If they do, then we'll go ahead and play the sound, uh, sound effects and let you guys know of the results before we post them in the Battleship Clues room. So, whoops. There we go. All right, number one is going to be Venge. Congratulations to you, Venge. You are number one. Pixelate, number two. Number three trader will be Shiva Fatalis. <laughs> I like it. Uh, from Server 80. Congratulations to you. You're number three. Number four. Um, I kill you from Server 15. Yo, boy, what's up? What's up, Server 15? Woo! All right, there's number four and number five. Oops, I messed that one up. Number five is going to be Binary Badass from US Server 17. There's our five players, Trader. Now, I do see I Kill You in the chat. I Kill You, you could guess now, or you can take a few minutes to think about it, examine your game card, and PM me your guess in the next 24 hours. But if you're feeling brave, you could go ahead and wing it right here and now. What say you, I Kill You? Shall we step into the Battleship War Room? I Kill You is going with J8. I love it. I love it, Trader. He's feeling gump, gumptious. Is that a word? J8. All right, let me find, uh, let me find my game card here. All right. Is this the right game card? Hold on. Who's got the game card up right now? Okay, yeah, this is the right game card. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> uh, Trader, it's been a minute since we played. I felt like I was looking at the wrong game card. All right, he says J8. Computer, please give me J8. Juliet. Eight. Target acquired. God, we, Trader, this game is taking for freaking ever. Not nobody is getting a hit. Not, like, look at the game card right now. Look, Grungandola just posted it. Look at all of those, those shots. There's not even that many places for these ships to be. It's kind of crazy. Dekic says, give him another go just for the bravery. I'll do it. I kill you, take another guess. You get a freebie. Trader documented as as a as a freebie for having for having big coconuts. <laughs> I kill you, you get a bonus guess. Uh, is anybody else in here? Oh, there's Pixelate. Pixelate is in there. 
All right, Pixelate, you can get your guess. You can get your guess in right now if you want. Pixelate is going with G10. G10. All right, here we go. Computer, uh, back to the war room, please. Yes, 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 yes. All the good things. G10, please. Golf. Ten. Target acquired. Oh my god, it is about damn time! Woo! Finally! Finally, y'all found a dang on ship! Woo! G10, trader. That one is finally, finally a hit. Good. Goodness gracious. All right, what? I didn't hear you, trader. Sorry. You got a guess from Binary Badass. Oh, wrong, wrong button. Okay, wait. Binary Binary Badass made a guess as well? Where is he? Where is he? Okay, there he is. He says G9. <laughs> G9. All right, computer. Uh, let's try G9. Oh, wrong button. God! I, all my buttons are now out of order. I don't even know how that happened. Computer, G9. Golf. Nine. Target acquired. Oh, no. Oh, my God, traitor. G9 is a miss. Oh boy. All right. Uh, anybody else from our list? Anybody else from our list that showed up? Uh, I kill you has his second pick. Okay, I kill you with the bonus pick. All right, let's go. All right, trader. I kill you's bonus pick. What do you got? Oh, there it is. I see it. Foxtrot 10. Foxtrot 10. All right, let's plug it in. Foxtrot 10. Target acquired. That's two of them, Trader. All right. Well, I would say, Trader, I would say that whoever is listening back in podcast has a very, very awesome opportunity here as we play offline. See, Joker says, has it been destroyed? And I would say to you, the answer is nay. It has not. It has not been destroyed. Wait, what? Shiva's here. Yo, Shiva, what's up? All right, let's get let's get a, let's get another one. Shiva says I'm going to go with H10. Okay, Hotel Ten, computer, Hotel Ten, please. Hotel Ten. Target acquired. There's another one. LAO. They're not that slow, Joker. They had to travel all the way down to the 10 line. All the way to the 10 line. Okay, like long, long way to go. Long, long driving time. Lots of travel. All right, uh, Joker says, yo, okay, enough of the BS. Is it destroyed? No, it's not. Trader, it is not destroyed. Ooh, 
Well, maybe next show. Maybe, maybe, maybe off-air. Revenge with his off-air pick will, uh, will win. Maybe so. Not to mention, we also have... We also have um, five other off-air picks that will get to happen. So, just saying, Battleship underway. Lots of prizes to be given out. Ha, 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 Paulo. Paulo asking the silly question, Trader. Or is it so silly? <laughs> oh, just in case you're listening in podcasts and you're wondering what they actually wrote into the chat, uh, Paulo says, is it possible, Trader, that we are hitting two different ships? The universe is full of possibilities. Anything's possible. All right, guys, uh, I appreciate you all. That's going to that's gonna wrap our show today. Trader, any final thoughts, closing ideas? Um, are you uh, are you playing today? No. Okay. No. Just checking. I was just curious. Uh, Blue Mandalorian, Jules Verne, thank you guys so very much uh, for gracing our stage today. And more importantly, for all of the data that you guys are putting together on the uh, artifacts. Uh, that is very very valuable and if you guys have missed out on that be sure to go back and listen uh because blue and jules uh have been able to map this thing out to where they are pretty definitively telling you where you need to go if you are hunting a specific artifact they've got a chart and it is available in our graphics room. So you guys be sure to go check that out, and you'll be able to see that data in live, real-time, as it's updated with more information from you guys. Also in the graphics room, you'll note right below that chart is a link to the thread room where they are gathering your data. So again, to Blue Mandalorian from Server 8 and Jules from Server 44, thank you guys so much for all of the crazy work that you guys put into this. Jules, uh, I would imagine not super, super quick on the amount of time it takes to, to, to jam this stuff out, right? Not at all. No, not really. Uh, so we appreciate you and uh, Blue very much for the work that you guys do here. In the meantime, Trader, let's call it uh, a day, all right? I would like to thank you guys so very much for being here for this show. Uh, I have no idea how long it actually ended up being. Where are we at? One ten, one, so two and a half. So probably like 3.15 on actual showtime. Okay, I can live with it. Plus 20 minutes of gold in the beginning. Yeah, we'll throw it up there. All right. Guys, be sure to visit. Speaking of gold, be sure to visit our Patreon. Trader, we've been putting a little bit more content up there here lately. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things. So um, the big question is, do you need to pay to get our content on Patreon? The answer is actually no, Trader. Do you know that? You can still get free content on our Patreon. You don't have to pay. You just create an account. Right? You go over there, you create an account, you follow our channel, you can still get the content. You just need to, to wait a day or two. See? Free to play can get a trader, but spenders get it faster. <laughs> At least I'm following my own mantra. I'm following my own mantra there. Uh, the Patreon page where you can get the bonus content, guys. It is available free to play. Just the Patreons get it a day or two early. Uh, but not only that, you can link your Discord. Do you hear this right now? You can link your Discord, and uh, it'll turn your name gold over here in our Discord and uh, recognize you as a supporting member. 
and I appreciate that very much. Those levels start at only $5 a month. And if you decided that you wanted to contribute $10 a month, I would read your name on this list of players if I can get it out, Trader. That would be Lord Neelix, Lady Kiss. Oh, my God, I'm not going to get it. Trader. Iron Chef, Virtual Army, Mechrack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, It's Hunter, Degora, Cruzita, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Ape, Tjigger, MC101, Late Nighter, Lightbulb, Louis P, Zavonar, Zenfried, Peppy, Stormbringer, Bills, Mafia, Bayonetta, Grogthorn, Archangel, Smoke Mohawk, Little Balls of Fur, Jet Ski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack Morris, Vinium, Scorpionis, Archer, Arian, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, Steve, Raxner, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, DJs, is Tal's BFF, Chronic Break, Wet Willie Joe, K9 Tooth, Darth Adamus, Sir Taylor, Crazy Bunch, General Chaos, Warren A. Fox, Judge Cran, G Force, <clears throat> Captain Q, Garrett, Game Junior, MON Water, Cha Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser Kendall, Rest in Peace, Incursions, Tactics, Seven of Nine, Jagged Never Go Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Schizoido, Likes a Bath, Welch, Kiva, Fighting Texas, Aggie Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Talons of Shill, The Web, D Chesty, Nom Nom, Primal Fear, Medic 213, J Babes, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stratoblaster, Pixelate, Lost In, Buddy, JT10, Spectre, Yukon, Nico, Diva Dorsal, Oster 90, McLovin, DJ Screams My Name, and Jazzmeister. And I know, Trader, I'm almost positive I'm missing a name or two off that. But I'll update that this week uh, with all the new names and the new Patreon members. Thank you guys so very much for contributing $10 or more per month at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. That's the website where you can go to join our Patreon, plus find links to our YouTube, Twitch, and everything else, including merch. Go get yourself a T-shirt. Coming soon, Talking Trek branded cough syrup. <laughs> That's coming. Oh, oh. <laughs> I appreciate you guys supporting Talking Track. Register trademark and record in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Feline of Nine, Ultimate DJ Sam Yow for now. Love you, mean it. Catch you on the next installment of Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Y'all have a great night. Bye, everybody.